Blog Talk Radio. Lovers, Steve, so far, has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off in these old laws. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know The Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host, the brother Redfield, soon to be joined by my special co-host, the brother KT, the arts degree, and we will also be joined by the brother Blue Pill, who is in transit right now. So um, I'm not sure... This is going to be a very interesting night, family, because I'm not operating the boards. I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Manhattan. also want to give a shout-out to KT, the arts degree. Those brothers are going to be commandeering the boards tonight and um, navigating the Nebuchadnezzar with us. Uh, I'm in Miami. Blue is in Phoenix in the airport. We are in transition or, you know, transit as we speak, moving around, taking care of some business. So, uh, you know, the family is working with us, all right? But welcome to Know The Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. You already know what it is. Thank you for uh, attending the uh, program tonight, family. I'm going to give you everybody uh, a few minutes to get settled in. Welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome home, all right? This is Know The Ledge Radio. And um, we're going to have a dynamic program tonight, okay? The doctor's in the building, and you already know what that means, all right? Take two pills and see me in the morning. So um, I'm not sure if KT is ready, but I'm going to try it out. Without any further ado, I want to open up the line for my co-host for the night. Call her from the 404. Hey. Okay, I guess that didn't work. Um, KT, if you are in the call queue, you're going to see next to your number, there's going to be a, a microphone thing. Click on to that, and then it will turn red. That will unmute your phone. All right? Or if we have the brother Blue Pill, call it from the 347-273. Unclick, uh, unmute his phone and bring him in as well. Bring the co-host in. But if not, you know, I, I could just talk all night. It's just all gravy, like, continue. Um, if there's any discrepancy with, it, with, with the phone or me going in and out, I would just ask somebody who does have my personal number, just either text me or call me because I won't be in the chat room and I won't know anything unless I'm informed via the phone, okay? So, um... And we may have an issue 
with the limited amount of number of callers tonight, I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, it's just one of those nights. But everything is beautiful, though. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the skyline right now, the port of Miami. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good look. Cruise ships are on deck. So uh, life is great. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Tuesday's show. Today is Friday, and on Tuesday, we had a broadcast with a very special guest. I feel like he was the primer, you know what I mean, to the show that we're going to have tonight with the good doctor. We brought on a brother by the name of Lennon Honor, okay? For a lot of the newbies out there, y'all might not be familiar with Lennon Honor. He was making a lot of waves on the Internet in um, 07, 08. 2009, 2000, around 2010, you know what I'm saying? I, w- I would consider him a pioneer in this whole um, YouTube video thing. He's responsible for uh, the Borg agenda, which was, you know, um, a 50-part series chronicalizing transhumanism via media and things of that nature, the Borg agenda, okay? And he was forecasting you know, just the whole transhumanism, which means the uh, attempt or the program that that these scientists and these uh, engineers are carrying out, whereas they are attempting to create, you know, cyborgs and artificial intelligence and artificial life. For all of us that are sitting, you know, standing here or sitting down with an Android phone or, you know, the galaxy to our ears, we can attest that these smartphones have been dramatically, you know, getting smarter throughout the years and things, you know, with the apps and all of the, you know, just the whole digital realm and whatnot. So the brother did the video to highlight that. He also did a video um, exposing uh, Rihanna's umbrella, okay, the video umbrella, and he showed the subtle um, meetings and the hidden agenda behind that and the subliminals. He also decoded Michael Jackson's Beat It song, okay, family? I bet you didn't know that Beat It was talking about masturbation, all right? Yeah, that's what they were dealing with. And uh, he did an excellent, excellent series. He has a website. It's LennonHonor.com. I think his downloads right now may be 10,000 plus. I don't know what network he belongs to, but... It's looking like he is on par along with Brother Azazel Show, um, KT the Arch Degrees, Hollywood Decoded, um, Cosmo Physician Show, and a few other shows that achieved the 200,000 downloads in a matter of like two weeks on the network. These are fresh shows. These just happened like in the month of May, and they're already at about half a million um, downloads. So he's going to be part of that special club right there. Shout out to the brother Lennon Honor. Honors to Lennon Honor. He did an excellent dissertation dealing with the fear, um, the programming of fear, what it has done to our people post 9-11, and many other things that he touched on. One that speaks special to my heart was the whole um, the affairs of the heart, dealing with the you know the, the relationships between man and woman. All right, so visit the brother's website, support the brother, 
get with the programs and the courses that he offers because he is definitely on the path. All right? So let me see real quick if I have any of my co-hosts in the building. Any of my co-hosts here? Peace. Feeling lonely right now. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, there you go. Okay. What's up, people? Casey, the art degree in the building. Yes, sir. Peace to the dog. Man. Good with you. Great, great, great. I mean, what? No Les Radio about to hit 2 million by by <laughs> halfway wait, through hold the year, on. Nah, wait up. Look, hold on a minute, man, cuz you know, let me get on my let me get on my soapbox right now. Bro, we already at 2 million. Did did, did you not oh. see the numbers? <laughs> we we done hit we hit, we done hit 2 M's. like it took us 3 years to get 1 million. And then we hit two right after that in, in about three weeks. Like, we already had two. We're going for three. What Jay-Z said, wow. one million, two million, three million, four. So, yeah, now now it's time to negotiate, family. Now, now yeah, now now it's time to negotiate. Now we go to Sirius FM and some other places. There we go. Numbers, in this game right here, numbers talk. Everything else numbers is Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't Analytics, lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Men lie, women lie. I can't trust you. But numbers, I could trust those. So, yeah. yeah. All day. Yeah. I mean, I think you well, opened that wild. up because you was the first one with um, when, when your Hollywood decoded, when the Avengers, when we saw the spike in numbers on the downloads on that, that blew us away. You was there up to, like, you, was, you did about 50,000 in a few days. And I was like, what the hell? Did they put that on Marvel.com <laughs> or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, did that go on DC.com? And, Alex um, Jones you know, gave me a shout-out or something. Or somebody, you know, DavidEichen.com. That was wild. That's you know what I'm saying, son. You know what I mean? Follow with Batman and then Django and then Iron Man. And then, like, this year, everybody else started getting up into the Gs, and now we in the millions. But, you know, a billion is right around the corner. Well. When you see a billion, family, all that means is that the information and y'all, y'all, y'all should, yeah. I mean, that's something that everybody should pop their collar about because it's not about you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save y'all. It's not about the red and the blue. Okay, you can relax. It's about the plethora of teachers that are being introduced to because that's a whole new audience. So there are audience out there that are being introduced to the dynamic wonderful, beautiful teachers that we bring on this show. And our main purpose and goal is to introduce those teachers, right? Because if it weren't for KTL, I don't know. You tell me. You know what I mean? Throw a name at me. Shout out to Abundance Child. Shout out to Curtis, the brother Curtis. The uh, With the um, Occult Network. Shout out to... Shout out! Oh Lord! Shout out to Miss Blue, okay, with Miss Blue show with Panic and Bobby and everybody, and there are a few others. But when I say a few, I really mean a few. We on one hand only. We not we don't have to go to two hands, okay? No. Shout out to Coach Kaya. Oh, All right. Yeah. Okay. right. There's a handful. Everybody else, they learned about just them, okay? They don't. And, they, and nobody a, else and the listeners. Them. 
and the listeners, for the people that's tuning in, because we could be talking this stuff all day, all night, bringing people from from whole other galaxies, beaming them down like Scotty, but the people are tuning in, they're downloading, they're sharing it with their friends, they're listening. Most of the people I know, they got their smartphone and their headphones, and when they work, when they're at work, they pop them headphones in and they listen to to the downloads and the archives at work all the time. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they like, it gets me through my day. It gets me through my shift. It gets me through this. It gets me through that. And they got so much to choose from. It's amazing. It's a, it's a super Netflix, man. Ultra Netflix. Well, wait till they get a load of, what we are working on in the future. Oh, nah. You already know. You already know. This is just the the fetus. We ain't even we ain't even been born yet. It's just gestation right now. Yeah, this shit is an incubator, okay? That's right. This is, <laughs> this is KTL test tool, baby. You know, we just warming it up. You know what I'm saying? We got that that yo know, that yellow light that you see in KFC. They got that yellow light on the baby. It's just it's, it's just being gestated. It's just gestation, percolating. There you go, there you go. And yeah, man. So I want to give a shout out to um, one of our partners, the brother Aten. You know what I'm saying? Um, he has gone ahead and put together one of the most dynamic websites that the family will ever see, okay? Um, I'm going to talk about it in more detail on the next show, but for now, I want to just tell the family that we went ahead and created a website called The Event Central dot com. That's the not the like no ebonics. The event central dot com. Now, what the event central dot com is for the family that's out there is a one stop shop website that will be able to help everybody in the conscious community and everybody outside of the conscious community to go to one website and see all of the events that are occurring everywhere around the United States of America and the globe at the same time. So we know that Dr. Umar Johnson does a lecture, (laughs) two lectures a day, damn near. Like he'll be in Nebraska early in the morning and be like in Chicago later on that night. Like he's one of the hardest working lecturers that I've ever seen. Brother Polite is another one. He's, always doing something. Brother Seti is doing something all of the time. We have a lot of different lecturers that are doing something, but if I don't subscribe to their Facebook page, the the um the thing with this 5,000 friend limit has restricted a lot of people from even growing. Like I, Mark Zuckerberg is a complete fool for that. You know what I'm saying? For not allowing more people to be accepted into these networks. I don't I don't get it. Like I'm trying to figure and out then, why they and do then that. when you and then when you just try and send a message out, when you put a post out, it only reaches about twenty five people now. So even if you do have yeah, five thousand five exactly. thousand get the message. Five thousand doesn't get the message. They've done something on Facebook that has completely begun to block people. Like a lot of my stuff only reaches 
people that are active in my in on my friends list, which is about two hundred and fifty people out of five thousand people. So there's people that would never even see my feed now. And that's cool. That's right. It is what it is. You gotta we did, pay we had our impact. Exactly, because they're trying to monetize it. So we had our impact on Facebook. I'm done with Facebook. I'm good. Like I'm I'm so you could miss me with Facebook. You know what I mean? We had our Facebook glory days before the movie came out. We're on to other things now. It's time to consolidate. Bigger, better. So it's time to consolidate what it is that we're doing on a server that we built, on a network that we built, and websites that we own and we create. So TheEventCentral.com will be your one-stop shop for both events. Let's say that you have a restaurant in a certain area and you want to promote that. Let's say that you have a bookstore. Let's say that you have a DVD store. Let's even say... I'm going to even reach that far and say, got a barbershop because, hey, I'm not hating on the barbershop. Oh, That's where our people man. converge. You can't I know. hate Shout on the barbershop. Shout out to the family in the barbershop. That is Heroes some of our home, church. Baby. That's it. That, that's our church right there. You know what I'm saying? That's what we come to preach the gospel. You know? A brother, yeah, uh, I think is, our bed told me. This is the me, best thing since the wheel. <laughs> this is the best thing since the wheel, homeboy. I mean, I don't think the people are understanding what you just what you're saying right now in terms of what you're debuting tonight. That's that I is know, phenomenally huge, homeboy. That's Godzilla Pacific Rim big right there, boy. I know we gotta we gotta make moves, family. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's 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 all part of the growth process, and um, you know. We're doing this for y'all. Now, I came on the show Man. about two weeks ago and spoke of the importance or the need for us to be, begin having social events outside of lectures. We need to come together at night under the moon, not under the sun all of the time, under the moon where the rituals occur. Rituals and ceremonies occur under the moon. You feed in the moon. You feed in that energy. People come together, and they listen to music, and they drink spirits. Yes. And they yes. chant, and they and they, and they come together. There's a sexual energy. There's an attraction. There's magic in that. Talk to Azazel, a.k.a. Azariah. And there's other things that occur. Case in point, you can look at every other subgroup, other niche markets. They are utilizing the club. They are utilizing the social atmosphere to win, to get their ideas, to get all of their, all, all of their, to grow. Knuckle Dragons, they perfected the club. That's their altar. You feel me? Man, let me tell you something. That, like I said, man, you, you're debuting the month. I mean, I knew with, with with Phil coming on tonight, I knew you were going to be debuting some power. You know what I mean? And with it being summer, that's something that the people need because when we have these lectures, we get this information. The people are usually quiet in the audience because they get so intimidated by the onslaught of the download. And then when they go home, they like, man, I got so much to do. And you need something to balance that. You need people to be able to rewind, to kick up, to mingle, to socialize in in a, um, in an environment that is inviting. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We don't have to have My the question. Jack Daniels. We don't have to have the Bellevue. We, we can nah, still we have not. green Look, juice. Wine. Yeah, wine. You know what I mean? Gold water. Bomb. Water with minerals. Yeah, water with minerals in it. You may the have some spirits. Tonic, we'll find out what right. yeah we'll find out we'll find out what Bobby and Panic recommend spirit wise that old goon oh, no, liquor yeah you know I, what I mean know, between cool. between me and Blue you know we already got the lineup of all the beverages in order for us to drink to promote you know the exactly. best communication possible 
You know, exactly. it's just, you know, now, it's about time for something like that. Now, and, and, and to show you that there's time for that, what's occurring musically, we have a soundtrack now, family. We have Sarak the MC. We have Narubi Selah. We have Man. DJ Soul Messiah. We have DJ Heru Supreme, who was Lawrence Hill DJ. He's down with us. Hold on. We got Africa Hold and Bada, baby. <laughs> we, need a bomb. Who, we have who's on the red bomb? and blue. What are you talking about? We got A. a. Ron we have the pillars. Uh, the yeah, we got the pillars. The we got KT the Art. We got the Scorps. We got KT the Arch degree. We got Patara oh, yeah. Tahuti. No. Come on now. Okay. We have the um Super the, Hair the Almighty MC. Okay. We got the well, Almighty MC. Earlier, we got Amon Ra. We got, Black Dot. We got Africa Bambata as a DJ family. Hey, like we got Afri we got the father, right? Who who we got the father who's who's humongous overseas. We ain't worrying about the states because they sleeping over here. Who's a legend overseas? <laughs> and the music that he gave birth to and the music that he pioneered is the biggest growing music market right now. How that Daft Punk, okay, all of that electronic Music, the, um, what do they call that? ED something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Electronic dance music, EDM. EDM. That's right. Electronica, all of that shit is coming from Bambada's brain. That's Bambada. He's the father of that. He's the godfather of hip-hop, but he's also the godfather of electric music. Okay? Look, real so, quick, real quick. I was I was building with a young guy today. He's about 19. He's in uh, school for uh, airplane maintenance, right? He's a beast. He a Leo yeah. with Scorpio rising, so you already know what he on. He been messing with yeah. KB. KB blessed him with the keys, made him a scepter, right? He showed me yeah. the scepter today. I was like, oh, man, do you know where that scepter's been? I was like, man, that's been in the hands of greatness. Bambada held it. And he looked me in the eye and he said, who's Bambada? Yes, yes, yeah. You see what that's I'm what saying? Stopped. So I had the opportunity yeah. today to bless a young God and introduce a whole nother way of thought uh, and music into his lexicon and I mean, it, it felt beautiful. I didn't. I didn't feel down. I felt great because I know now he's going to be aware of such a thing. Mhm. You gave him the upgrade. So oh, yeah, yeah, we got yeah, all yeah. of these. We got and, and I'm I'm just scratching the surface, family. There's so many other. We got Erica Badu. We got we got revolutionary Kanye, huh? Hold Talk on, hold me. on, we hold on. Where's where's, ba, where's Badu at? We got her music this, that we'll be playing. I about to say just let well, me we know where she's be. Let me know. We got DJ Badu. She's coming on board. Okay. I will let you know after that, I find out. Holla. Yeah, you gotta get in line. You gotta get in line. You know what I'm saying? You definitely gotta get in line, bro. Just let me know. As long as I'm in line. Hey man. Uh huh. I mean we we even got the electronica once you forgive him for what he's done with the rock child. You know, hey, I'm just man, saying, going, we got... He getting, some, he getting some bread right now, son. We got <laughs> Joey Badass. Money. We got Joey Badass. We got the underachievers. We got J. Cole. You, you, you understand what I'm trying to tell you, family? We don't have to listen. We got Absol. We got Absol. We got Kendrick Lamar. Come on, man. I'm Montana and Trinidad James all day. You don't got to pop hey. Molly and family. Hey. <laughs> and we got Kate. We got Fela. We got the drums. Where can you go as a god to meet a goddess? 
you can't do that thing at lectures. You get, you know what I mean? Like, they'll tell you to be quiet in the back. Ain't enough time to really get it in. Where can the goddess go to meet a god? You can't do that on Facebook because they've been putting up posts saying, oh, these gods are too thirsty, uh, they don't have no game and all of that stuff. Because, you know, it's not supposed, it's a social network, but you really not, you're not going to see the love of your life. You're not going to meet the, the queen of your dreams on Facebook. You got to go to a social setting. You got to go to a lounge or somewhere else that's more comfortable and, and, and welcoming to do these things. Let's have time to have a so, good time, man. Exactly. One, one second, bro. There we go. There we go. So, TheEventCentral.com is here to solve all of that, family. Before we even jump into getting into, into social events or parties or lounges, we have to create this platform network. first and foremost. Network. This, yeah. Yes, we have to create this network first and foremost. I'm looking for promoters. I'm looking for people who are willing to come on board. I'm looking for performers. I'm looking for people who have businesses. I'm looking for entrepreneurs. I'm looking for people who have books that they're launching, DVDs that they're launching, documentaries that they're launching, clothing lines that they're launching, um, uh, 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 storefronts, brick and mortar, websites that they're launching. Anything that you are doing, it's an event. Holler at us. We have a fill-out form on the website, serious inquiries only, and we will send you the rate sheet. We will send you the price quotes and all of that things. Your answers, your, your, your prayers have been answered, family. This is this is how you move go. forward. And this I know it's a prayer forward. being answered. Because one thing I know for sure here in Atlanta, and I know a lot of people can agree with me, is I find out about events usually two to three days before they pop in, sometimes day of. You know what I'm saying? I know that flyer, and I know that event was planned three, four, sometimes six months before, but I'm just getting the information that Francis Crest is going to be here or that, that Red Pill is going to be here or that or that uh, uh, Phil Valentine is going to be here, you know. So this is definitely, you know, more more than needed. It's right on time, you know what I'm saying. It's just on time that we have ourselves a platform and a network where we're capable of, of, of tuning in and finding out, okay, maybe you're going out of town. When you go out of town and you visit in that city, don't just go to all the city's attractions. Let's find out, you know what I mean, what area is the conscious going to be at, and you're going to be able to find that out because you can look all over the country and see what's popping throughout the 50. Shoot, throughout the globe. Yeah. What am I talking about? Internationally. Yes. Yes, indeed. You know what I mean? So that's what's going down. Visit the site, family. I'm not not in the chat room. If you are in the chat room, KC, can you kindly just drop that link? um, Okay. Say it one more time. Say it one more time for me. T-H-E. Event. Central. You said said the central event? No. Eventcentral.com. Eventcentral.com. Got you. Eventcentral.com. Yeah, I'm going to put it in. Okay. And if you listen to the show on the archive, you can also visit the site.
Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Hello? Peace, family. This is Mr. Reed Manhattan. KT Dark Degree and Red Pills called the drop, so please stay on the line. We'll try to reconnect them. Thank you for your patience. Okay, everybody, they still haven't called in yet. I'm going to attempt to bring in Dr. Phil Valentine. I see him in the call queue. Just give me a second, please. Caller from the 646-220. Dr. Phil, you there? Yes, I am. How are you, Dr. Valentine? This is Mr. V. Manhattan. Um, I don't know where Red Pill is. I don't know where KT Arc degree is, so I guess it's just me and you, brother. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. I want to say thank you for being in attendance tonight. It's greatly appreciated. A lot of people showed up tonight. So um, I'm new with this whole thing. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you do what you do. I know that the topic is one up. On the frequency. So, with no further ado, KTL, Dr. Phil Valentine, take it away. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not into really just talking straight ahead. I'm usually fielding questions, but uh, Brother Red and Blue invited me to speak about my appearance uh, next month at a private location for Saturday, the 15th of June, and the public uh, event, which will be held at the National Black Theater in Harlem. That's on Fifth Avenue between 125th and 126th. Hold on, I think I see Dr. Phil Valentine. Let me call you. I'm going to try to bring Blue Phil on because he's a lot better at this than I am. Okay. Bear with me, please, Dr. Valentine. No problem. Yeah, I need a, I need a crash course in uh, operating block talk. Give me one second, please, hold.
I'm really KC. sorry about this, family. KC. That's red, man. Pardon me. Okay. Red's here. I'm, nah, trying, I'm trying to bring red. blue one. Yeah, blue is coming in, too. Uh, Dr. Valentine, if you are on the line, we are going to come and get you in one minute. Did, did, he, did you open his line? Yeah, doc, Dr. Valentine's in. Oh, greetings. Peace, Dr. Valentine. Peace, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, still with this technology, I got one of those. My Android is acting like an Android. It's, 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 you know, it's very interesting. But never, never, nevertheless, all is well. Uh, welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Welcome back. Uh, how's everything going on with you, sir? Well, apart from the anti-droid you know, circumstance at this point, <laughs> I'm doing well, brother. Doing well. Uh, all, you know, just uh, I know what you all are doing. Listen to some of the works that you all are accomplishing, and very proud of you all. Um, I know the elders, oh, like my Bobby oh, and myself, you all are doing the work. You are carrying it forward. The torch definitely is staying lit, and uh, we're very proud of you all. Well, you know what they say. They say when you pass the torch, you lit many fires, many a fires. So. <laughs> This is one of the bushes that are burning, you know what I mean? There are bushes burning all around the globe at this point that you and Bobby are responsible for lighting. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just a little shimmer. I'm a little shimmer, shimmer. <laughs> Speaking of well, uh, Bobby Henry, can you, can you give mm-hmm. us a, uh, an update on, on, uh, on Good Brother Bobby? Yes, I talked to his queen today at length, and uh, she and I are in communication. I have told her that I am dedicating my Sunday lecture to him. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to see from that point what um, what we're going to be doing. Uh, he's, She said he's resting well, and he's actually, he's in and out, and he's being his cantankerous self. He's talking about, you know, get me out of here. And then uh-huh. he lapses a little bit, you know. <laughs> so every now and then he shows yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, look, man, you know, Bobby, Bobby, you know, he's he talking to them, you know, them spirits brought him over there real quick to talk to him. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure whatever information that he's going to bring back is going to be dynamic. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no other way you're dealing with that underworld and, and those spirits. You know, when we appear on the uh, humanistic level or, or this earthly level, we see it as tragedies and things like that, but sometimes that's just a pass to go over there to get what you got to get to bring back. So I, I look right. at that optimistically, and I spend love and light to the brother and to his family, and also to everybody that's out there, because I've heard about the support pouring in, and I definitely want to say that, um, you know, that, that, that may smile, you know what I mean, because I'm, I'm very critical about the uh, lack of support that our elders and even not even our young masters and our and our master teachers get from the community. So when I see the uh, the, the family come together with overwhelming, when they pour their support out like that, it gives me a lot of hope and it gives me a lot of uh, it, it actually just makes me know that we're out there. You know what I'm saying? And we do care. So thank you for everybody just for doing what you do. 
hate to interrupt, right. but I think Blue and KT are on the line. If Blue and KT are there, please say something so we can hear you. All right, Brother Blue, you there? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Blue, that's you? Peace. Peace. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Apologize to the classroom for showing up this late. I am about to take off the flight. I'm en route to another location to, um, like my brother said, continue to like explain torture. So I, I definitely want to thank you for everyone gathering on this tonight. You know, I actually was in the audience in 2003 when we did the first went up on the frequency with Dr. Valentine, Brother Chris, and um, our brother Shabazz. So this is very meaningful. I'm passing the torch to you, Brother Red, KP, and Mr. Manhattan. And I know that you will handle it accordingly. And hopefully we will set the stage and we can allow Dr. Valentine to do what he has showed up tonight to do with I definitely want to say thank you. Peace and blessings, brothers. All right, Blue, safe flight, safe travels, and uh, we'll build with you on Tuesday. All right. Okay, Dr. Valentine. Yes. Well, let's get right into it, why don't we? Now that we got all of the... uh, the announcements out of the way. All right, shout out to Brother Blue Pill and um, everybody else that is, uh, you know, traveling and doing what I got to do over the weekend. But um, we have a very, 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 very special day coming up in New York City. Everybody is going out to get their best outfits. <laughs> and and <laughs> now nah, for real, because. I, at the um, at the Bam Dance Africa Festival, that was the talk of the festival. Everybody was talking about, you know, that event where you were coming back into town, especially you know with um, with the curiosity that the family had regarding our brother Bobby Hemmings. Everybody wanted to know what's going on with Dr. Phil. What is he going to talk about? And then it was turned up about ten more notches when it was announced the Queen of Four will be joining you on the bill. This one will be something that no one can miss. So can you briefly just give me an update about what's going down in New York City on uh, Father's Day weekend? Well, Father's Day weekend, uh, we have to thank our good brother, Sutin King Simon. we got to give him a shout-out yeah. because he's a hard, one of the hardest-working men on concrete. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. That boy. That boy you know how, has you know how hard Dr. Phil? I'm sorry? Do you know how hard and dedicated his grind is right now? Oh, yeah. His his outfit, his he color coordinates his outfit to the color of the flyer now. So if he's <laughs> handing out a blue flyer, he's wearing all blue. I just saw it blew me away the other day. I was like, you are really, this thing is embodying you right now. Like, you have you have become the flyer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is the town crier. He's the one that goes around the town to let the town know what time it is. And that good yes, brother has been talking statement. You know, uh, Mr. Concrete himself, that boy has been all over the boroughs doing what he does the best, and that is to alert the people, to wake up the people, to let them know of the events 
Because if it wasn't for old school hustle like he had, a lot of people would not get to know what's going on in the community. His service is invaluable because since everybody's kind of caught up on certain things that they do on the computer, the computer becomes kind of a zoned-out place where everybody goes to find their own special niche, their own little drug. But on the street, you get to meet everybody. The traffic on the Internet ain't nothing but the traffic on the street. That's one-to-one. That's 3D. And when you're in 3D and you're in definitely the real zone, that's when the real communications, that's missing today. And this brother is keeping that torch, that one-to-one, real real school, old school, one-to-one connection to his community. One-to-one. He's a one-man three-team. Yeah, and that's that's essentially it's it's very good now, and it's it's apropos that it's called one up on the frequency, which is on the Saturday, and this brother being one to one, with the people and the family, and uh, he's a legend as well as in, in his own time for what he does as a promoter. So I you know every time he reaches out to me, you know I try my best to accommodate the situation that he has, and we, we get together to offer to come up. Because, you know, I stopped lecturing. I'm not doing lectures like I've been doing. And, um, you know, there's only certain people that can call me to, you know, to come out and do anything because of the integrity that they show. And so I, you know, when Brother called me and said, let's do something for Father's Day, which is essentially, uh, you know, now that my, my, my queen was talking about um when Bobby had gone through his, his trials, his, his, he'd been called to the upper office to get some new instructions to bring back. Um, yes. he was, she was saying about the fact that, you know, he's, like you, one of the founding fathers of the conscious community because we were going back in the early 80s doing this before people even knew that people were doing this, only in their little corner. And it was, it was actually because of media that knew what was going on. You were introducing something different. You were talking about something different. At that time, it was pretty much nationalism and black power and those things, but nobody was really digging into metaphysics and getting into it that deeply and trying to bring people into a whole other conscious modality and taking it to the streets. So, yes. you know, my queen said he's, you know, that he should be considered, along with you, Delbert, and so forth, as one of the founding fathers of that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I said, well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do on Saturday, I mean Sunday, uh, to dedicate that to, you know, to let the young people know there's a continuity to it. But um, I just wanted to let everybody know, the family know, that the two days are dedicated, it's a yin and a yang situation. One is internal, which is esoteric, the other one is exoteric. And it's Saturday is esoteric, which it means it's it's consolidated. It's a very small format, only about 50 people, maybe 60 people that can actually fit. And in that small uh, in that small gathering, we're going to be talking about every and anything, much like you see with the one up one up on the frequency or one to one on the frequency the the YouTube's. Uh, and I was reminded by a good brother. Uh, that it was not one up on the frequency two, but actually one up on the frequency three. So I had to make that little correction at that point. Um, okay. So it's on yeah on Saturday. Anybody who is really interested in coming, so that we could talk about any issue, and I'm talking about anything. And I broke down the 
you have different things. And you, it's, I call it my dark matter think tank. And there's very few people that I invite inside of that kind of conversation. So we, uh, just to break down what we said, it's going to be a 360-degree fact-finding workshop to discuss solutions to the ongoing crisis of mental, physical, and psycho-spiritual diseases, interpersonal relationships, parenting, the destruction of the archetypal family unit, education, the feminization of women and men, the narcissistic degeneration of our children's minds, the so-called sovereignty myth, the extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional disclosure project, all of that. And it's going to be a hodgepodge. Everybody could come with whatever issue. And if they want to deal with a slight uh, understanding of their own health issues, that could be discussed. So it's an open forum to exchange and to get together with everybody. It's in the whole day from 12 o'clock to about 7 to 8 o'clock. And we're going to do that marathon on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're going to be going over to do the National Black Theater. And uh, the title, the working title for that event will be Decrypting the Asymmetric Algorithms of Psycho-Spiritual Warfare. And this is going to be part one, the electromagnetic induction of synthetic consciousness algorithms for the purpose of manipulating intent. Now, you know me and my uh, my next <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Can we get a bomb, Dr. Manhattan? Okay, too. Can we please get a bomb right there? That, that's so bomb-worthy. Like, nobody yeah, else can come along with title. KT, if you on the boards, please pull up pull up uh, Funk Master Flex Ball. Like, there's, there's no one on the planet. Okay, there's nobody on the planet. You'll never have to worry about somebody copying or biting you because nobody can think of a title that's so, uh, you know, unique like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's classic Valentine. That's super classic Valentine. As a matter of fact, the Saturday event... That's when you were saying when you were describing what's going on. Like that's classic Valentine. That's Brooklyn Valentine. That's LIU Valentine. That's you know what I'm saying. Like that's Valentine in the '80s. Eleven hour jump offs. So thank you for bringing it back to the essence, brother. You, I'm telling you, you have no idea. You must have had your ear to the ground because that's what the people have been asking for. That's what they've been waiting for. Especially some of the um, the newer um, initiates into consciousness who weren't privy to being at LIU or being in your Brooklyn location when you used to go in. They used to, they heard about it and they watched it on YouTube and they couldn't wait to be a part of that one of these days. So now one of these days is upon us and uh, I'm sure that they're going to take full advantage of that right there. Hey, well, beautiful. Yeah, and what I want to do is just to let the family know, um, we'll see if we can keep repeating these numbers uh, you, to reach out for the Saturday event, and it may go quickly now that everybody is beginning to know about it and we've put it out there, um, we can only accommodate 50, 55 people at most. So uh, the telephone number to call is area code 347-496-1022. Again, 347-496-1022. That gets you right into uh, Brother King Simon's line. And if you need to, you should also try to text the brother because it's very special. You cannot just walk up. You cannot go to any place to find out where this is going to be located. You, cannot, you have to first buy your ticket to this event before the event 
address is divulged. And even at that point, he's not going to tell about the event as address until a day or two. He's going to tell everyone a day or two. Whoever actually um, renders their tithes, he's going to tell them maybe a day or two before the event so that he keeps it he keeps it um, exclusive or secluded because, you know, we don't, we, there's only but so many people uh, that we could actually uh, accommodate. And if this thing is successful and we could do this before, then we'll open up the venue uh, to a larger one-up on the frequency. And uh, maybe in the future then I could uh, maybe do this uh, perhaps once every two or three months or once a season. And we'll see, depending on the responses, uh, if the people would like to continue to do something like this. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, we need that think tank ASAP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need you that think tank. We're going to put it out there for the people so that they could they could begin to start dealing with solutions uh, you know, we've put a lot of information out there, but a lot of people cannot or have not yet taken the information and converted it. They have not yet taken the crude oil and refined it into the gasoline necessary to drive the engine of progress, the engine uh, of whatever creativity that is necessary to bring our community together. So we have to learn to convert the metaphysical thinking into physical action for physical results. Yeah. And yeah. this is exactly what my teachings of metaphysics was meant to do. It was first meant to let you understand how to solve the problem, but to understand the metaphysics of what your mind must be in, the kind of state that your mind must be in to be something or, so, or a, an entity that is a true creator. You know, you could, be, you could have the ability to create something, but then because your mind isn't focused, it's just a broad spectrum light. Sure, it lights up the room, but it doesn't cut through any barriers. What we want to do is to create lasers that cut through the barriers that they've affected by education and all the rest of it. And so, yes, we will speak metaphysics, and why I'm talking about decrypting the asymmetric algorithms of psycho-spiritual warfare is because, yes, the warfare has been conducted on the psycho-spiritual level. You see, that's where that's why Bobby had to take that step to the other side in order to deal with new information that would come from that. That was his way of gathering that information. We all, who are the teachers, yes. the people who are the inspirers and the, and the ones who are the creative, the brothers who are in the hip-hop, who's bringing forward the, the kind of ballistic words that are cutting through, knocking down ignorance, taking out ignorance, that, that's, a, you know, everybody has their own type of access. So what we are doing is essentially, and what you, you know, I've always been talking about how your mind is being interrupted by those who understand how energy works as mind and what they need to do to counter that with different types of synthetic energy waves to counter your energy-making, live-making, uh, creative-making mind. And that type of thing, you have to really know when your mind is actually thinking your thoughts or is actually regurgitating their thoughts and you think it's yours. That's the difference. That's what we were trying to bring to the table. Wow. Wow, wow. I cannot wait for that. That is wonderful. That is definitely wonderful. 
Okay. That's what's up. Um, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show when I spoke about the guests that we had on on Tuesday night. We were uh, uh, we opened up the floor to a brother by the name of Lennon Honor, who spoke very highly of you and the influence and the impact that you've had on his career. Um, the brother touched on the uh, fear-based programming that took place globally. I would say galactically as a result as a result of 9/11. And we remind you know when he was building on it. I was like, yeah, uh, Dr. Valentine was one of the first people to come along and give us the uh, the, the complete breakdown about you know what happened on 9/11, what the ulterior motive was, the quote unquote proverbial breaking of the egg. Can you briefly, mm-hmm. you know, for the family who were in attendance that heard that that, that uh, dissertation on Tuesday, can you just briefly touch on what it is that you brought to the table in your um in, in lecture that you did about nine eleven, which was historic, by the way? <laughs> well, I, well, this should bring history kind of full circle. A lot of our young people weren't even born at the time; they're <laughs> just you know very young people. So happy that I'm seeing younger and younger people calling us or getting in contact with us. We have 16-year-olds who are looking at the videos. Well, back in, yes, uh, in 2000, yeah, in 2001, I believe it was in uh, November or December of 2001, right after 9/11. I had done a breakdown of what really happened in 9/11, and we were the first ones. It wasn't the 9-11 truthers and all these people, they weren't the ones bringing the information to the table. We had already brought the information about what could have happened in 9-11, and they began to expound on that. And because, yes. you know, we we just a little bunch of black folks who just kind of talked amongst one another, we didn't get the ink or the airtime uh, to say our views, but we were talking about charges that were already set. Um, we showed had it. pictures... Yeah, we yep. had pictures from the Spanish Channel. That's right. They showed everything. We yeah. even showed the, uh, yeah, the symbolism of the hanged man. We showed everything. We even showed about the fact that it was drones and it wasn't really any airplanes that did it. There were drones. It was later found that there were drones. Yes, I remember. I remember so clearly that when you brought the information about the drones, it was almost alien. People did have they had no concept of what drones were. They didn't know the technology existed. They didn't know that you could fly an unmanned aircraft remotely. And then look at fast forward, the whole they talk about you know the, the future of warfare is going to be all drones. Mm-hmm. So exactly, you, you completely yeah you completely what you did in that lecture for me personally. Okay, and for other people that were in attendance, that were in attendance, is you put you helped put the they live glasses on, you freed us <laughs> from being victims of the fear based programming, you prepared us mm-hmm. for everything that they were throwing at us. So everything that they were trying to pull, all of the, the wool that they were trying to pull over our eyes, I was just like I was immune. I took my vaccination at the Valentine lecture. I was like, dude, you can't do it to me. Like I'm good. I know what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like even when the truth has popped up, I'm like, I'm like, y'all swag, y'all, y'all jacket. Like this is this this shit came out of Brooklyn. Like we did this already. 
so but it was it was it was needed. It was needed because they were able to reach a demographics and a certain amount of you know people that we may ne- not necessarily have access to. So all of that was gravy. But I'm talking about mm-hmm. like you said, November or December. That thing happened in September, and y'all was you you completely decoded everything. So um, word mm-hmm. yeah. That's, and that's that when, thank you. That's when that's when decoding became more popular. When a lot of the young people began to become more interested in the matrix and decoding, and and you know trying to break down what they're looking at, and to see the the esoteric and the so-called Illuminati and satanic and all of those things in it. And I, I kind of created a monster with that. I didn't want everybody to just start breaking things down and not seeing the general. You know the general workings of what they needed to do to move ahead against all of that, and you know to use the countermeasures by putting up more positive things rather than just sitting back and reacting to what they're doing. Act on what you know rather than just react by saying, "Well, look what they did." Yeah, well, we spectators, you know, you know, we became we became conscious critics. You know how the critics go to a movie. And then they tell you what the movie is about, and you know, just you know, they they make the well, assessment of the movie. <laughs> That's what that became Cisco. conscious. Yeah, Cisco and Ebert Bay. Cisco right. Al <laughs> and Ebert Bay. That's what we became the conscious exactly. critics. And and that subcategory that you were talking about is called conscious pornography. That's conscious porn. Okay, stuff mm-hmm. that people got to hide in the basement and watch. It's called mental masturbation. And you know, it's, it's almost like it stimulates people. It's it's like a feel good kind of thing. Like, ooh, did you see the X Men? You know what I'm saying? Adam mm-hmm. and Tanium, that means mm-hmm. Adam and Tanium. Yeah. Bobs. Yeah, I like, did. So. I did. I, I, I was a part of my. I'm. I'm. Again, like I said, when I was doing the the Matrix, and I did X Men, I began to talk about Jean Grey and dealing with genetics oh, and the whole nine yards. You know. Nah, nah, nah. Right. <laughs> All, all the family that's on the line, that's on like you, you, you bodied that, you destroyed that, the whole X Men thing, like you destroyed that. You know what I'm saying? But it goes back to what you were saying that there was, they, they, it turned people took some of that wonderful information and they, you know, because mm-hmm. it was steeped inside, inside of entertainment, it was steeped inside of popular culture. Yeah. They they turned it into a sort of sensationalism. And it was like, oh, if yeah. that nigga's not decoding a movie or, or, or a TV show, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. It's too deep for me. I don't, you know, he's talking yeah. about scale weapons now and, ah, it's losing me. And it's like, come on, B, this mm-hmm. is part of the information. Like, don't, don't, you know, don't go commercial on us. Don't, don't, don't just want to yeah. hear about a movie breakdown. Get it all. Like, mm-hmm. get it all. So. Yeah, but that actually Yeah, that was part of my fault too because I was telling a lot of my students to take a pad and pen with them into the movies so that they didn't just get caught up in the movie and become, you know, get to have a um what do you call it, a synthetic download that they must keep up their filter, they must keep their sensor uh, alive so that the filter that they have is a discerning filter at what they're looking at. Of course, is education versus edutainment, and yeah. entertainment versus edutainment. And I just wanted them to be more critical because remember, when you're there looking at TV or commercials or anything, you go into uh, alpha mode and a beta mode, and then that means you know your body is your body and your mind is just simply taking in information without any processing. It's then that they they understand that the mind being in a bottomless well 
that can be filled and then be something that can act as a responder or a, a kind of echo that whatever it is that your, your perception is picking up would then be replaying at the subconscious level and you wouldn't know why your actions or your thoughts are being uh, geared towards certain behaviors. You don't know that. They are downloading information while you are in that uh, alpha state. And then in that alpha state, you are essentially uh, rearranging and reorganizing the information that your DNA needs to braid itself. So your, your DNA may be braiding signatures, and you don't know it because you have a good idea. Your, your conscious mind is feeling positive, but your subconscious mind has been fed something like a downloaded a so-called virus into that computer, and you don't understand why it is that a certain disease comes up or something comes to trick on you. That's the type of thing that they're doing. This is the kind of subtle warfare. And trust me, trust me, I'm going to be talking about technologies that these people have, and I kept telling my, fam my family that they're 100 years ahead of us in technology. All the stuff you see yeah. with the iPads, and this, this is toys they had like 50 years ago. You have to know that everything we're doing right now is in step with them, giving you just the right amount of technology to maintain control and to maintain surveillance on you and not just your body but your consciousness. Your consciousness, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. No doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing right there, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I already know that uh, when you come in New York, you're definitely going to blow that out of the water. Now, ever since you came on the show the last time, remember we had the uh, the show dealing with the Black Pope, right? Jesuit? Right. You know, a whole lot of stuff going on within the news and, you know, within the media and things of that mm -hmm. nature with uh, Malcolm's grandson being, uh, yeah. I would say, being assassinated in Mexico and a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. things going on. Uh, before we get into tonight's, you know, Dissertation. Can you just briefly touch on some of the uh, the news? You know, remember the black news. You know. Yeah, well, I think I, I think it, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave a little bit of that because I think I'll do some black news at the beginning on Sunday. So okay. I'm going to leave a little surprise, the little surprises that I have for the black news on there. But I will tell you that yes, it was an assassination. There's no doubt it was an assassination. And, uh, you know, I mean, everybody who understands COINTELPRO and what they they did to his father and Martin Luther and everybody must know that uh, I told everyone about this back when somebody told them that, that they, he tried to kill his grandmother. You remember I did yeah. a lecture on that, and I said that it was necessary for the nationalist community to surround that boy and go and get him if they got to do it. I mean, all, most of them... Uh, ex-military, why didn't they go and do something to go and protect that young boy? Because of who he was. Yes. His bloodline was a royal bloodline. Where was the yeah, community the bloodline. to protect exactly. the, yeah, that young kid? Why didn't He's they protect be, that young kid? He's supposed to have protected. Exactly. And I, He's and supposed I, to I have said, mm -hmm. I said on the show that out of, and I wasn't trying to negate anybody's importance in the community or what it is that they're doing, but I said because of his bloodline, because of who he was, he was one of the most important influence. You know what I mean? He he could have sat down and held 
caught with anyone on any on any level because of where he came from or who he was. So they knew that. Um, my brother actually had an opportunity to build with the brother for a few months. And um, the same thing that you said on the show about him not being responsible for his grandmother's death, that's the same thing that he shared with my brother. And he also shared a whole bunch of other personal things dealing with him being um, set up and watched and, mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, so, you know, anybody, anybody from those Anybody from the old school would have known that it wasn't he that did that to his his his, his grandmother. That was ridiculous. They tried to put that on yeah. the boy because what they needed to do was they needed to build up the reasons for assassination. Yes, they exactly. needed to build the reason for assassination, the excuse for assassination, just the way they attack a country by first demonizing its people and its leadership. Well, they need exactly. to demonize him. They need to harass him. They need to make sure that he was a pyra in the eyes of the public so that the excuse for his death would not be as a shock or a surprise. It would be, oh, it would be the next logical step to his behavior, to what is assumed is his nature and what his intentions and so forth were. But you have to remember that, his brother uh, had just converted. He had just converted to Shia. Shia. He was a he Shia. converted to Shia. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I... To, to leak um, credibility to what you're saying from the remarks that you saw online from our people, you know, that whatever operation that they were trying to deal with with character assassination, it actually worked because there were all kind of negative comments about him deserving it and karma and, you know, the, the ghost of Betty Shabazz and all of these other things. And I'm like, come on, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you have to look at ignorance and you have to look at it as children. You know, most people, they have their Christian mentality. And anytime you say that somebody is, first of all, Muslim or they're black and have, you know, remember, this, they, people have been weaning on the nipple of the of media as their mother. And that's been, the, you know, that's been their life's blood. That's all they know. They look to them as authority. So when you have people dealing with the media as their authority, the mother of their authority. That's all they know. So they're going to automatically judge based upon the fact that they've been programmed to prejudge based upon what that white man or white woman's uh, face with the blonde hair uh, has told them on CNN. They've been told on CNN or they've been told on any of these other news um, organizations that, you know, everything is going bad and that uh, that we are giving you the right news and that follow our lead and, you know, the American dream will be held intact. So, you know, again, just say the right words, the right trigger words, and you can demonize anyone and then open them up to assassination, character assassination before physical assassination. That's been the formula. What's up? Dr. Valentine, the brother the brother Red Line dropped. Um I was okay. talking to him earlier. Wherever he is, he's been getting bad reception all day. I'm not sure where he is, but I'm still on the line. K T the art degree is still on the line. So and you're still connected. Just waiting for Red to call back in. Peace, peace. Oh, 
This is KT. This is KT. Peace. How are you? Peace, Dr. Valentine. How are you? I'm well, brother. Yeah, I've been uh, I was I've been in the cut just listening. I didn't have anything to say, so I just kept quiet because I knew you. You know, it's just a matter of time before you take off, and I was I was ready for the blast off. Well, I'm here to answer questions. Uh, you know, related to you know the topic at hand, uh, especially the one that we're going to be talking about. You know, the asymmetric uh, algorithms of psycho-spiritual warfare, synthetic scalar wave environments, and so forth. But we were just talking a little bit about uh, young Malcolm and his bloodline, and that I was uh, I had um, at the time when I did the lecture. I believe it was a few years ago, three or four years ago. I had asked the nationalist uh, community, the black community, to surround that young brother, to you know, be there for him, to give him the, you know, the kind of protection and uh, the kind of uh, oversight that would be necessary to give to a royalty, because, like his grandfather, he had raised himself from, you know, serious uh, types of uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, and he had rectified himself against all those odds. And, uh, you know, just to judge him and to see him through that particular clouded lens and not look at what was being formed. I mean, you could look at a piece of coal and, you know, and and say, oh, it's a piece of coal, and no, no. Well, you, you could fire that coal up and get warmth, or you can put pressure on that coal and get a diamond. So we, we, you know, it is the it is both the media in the West that is actually uh, focused on and preoccupied with somebody's checkered past, as if that's what we should be interested in, and not what the man or woman is today. And that's that's the type of thing. And they will let you know which one they would want. They would want you to focus on the present day or they would want you to focus on the past day. And you notice that every time they speak to anybody that is black who's had some kind of altercation, and if you're black and ain't had no altercation with the cops, it means you've been living underground or in a cocoon. So it's always them leading with, uh, well, you know, you've, you've had this particular kind of problem or you have of this kind of problem, and then everybody is now listening to what it is they want you to focus on, the worst part of this person's trial and tribulations, rather than what it is this person may have accomplished in his or her life. So I was very disappointed with some of the, uh, you know, the return rhetoric on Brother Malcolm's death and what potential this young brother may have been able to exhibit and to... uh, if he had anything of his grandfather's blood, and he was showing you through pictures that he was his grandfather's his grandfather's grandson, and that he was now picking up as his father did, his grandfather did on that. These kids, he didn't even know who his father was, which is even deeper. That is, so that grand, is. Yeah, his grandfather became his father in his eyes. It was interesting because he was actually scheduled um, to be on the show, I believe, about a year ago, <laughs> and um, I'm not I'm not sure what had happened, but he he never showed. But uh, he was scheduled to actually be a guest 
Um, and the, the last I heard before um, of his uh, death was he was he was actually out in um, I believe Iran. They were having some type of uh, movie. Um, they were having like some movie expo where they were talking about how America uses movies as propaganda, and he was actually there. And um, yeah. he got snatched up and and locked up, and that was the last thing I heard. I didn't even know he was out. You know, since then, next thing I heard was, you know, he was in Mexico. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I also, yeah. I also wanted to share with the family, and I did on a, on a previous show, that the mother of his daughter reported on 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 the social media that he had a partner of his, and he was his character was in question by a lot of people in the inner circle and the family and things of that nature, and it came to find out that this seedy character was the one who introduced him to the uh, the Mexican who was the one who intro- who brought him to the bar or was with him when they said that they were lured to the bar by a female. And that, that, that the story is so retarded. Like, it, it just it, it stinks, yeah. right? Yeah, and, it, huh? and you could tell it was – you could tell it was it – was, it stunk because essentially – you know, being that he he just converted to Shia Islam, and the brother yeah. was well. You know, when you just convert to something, you become very focused in all of its tenets. And even though in some aspects of Islam they allow alcohol when they're alone, or what do you call it, alcohol drinking and the type of behavior that you see there, that would not have been his um his not his um you know his his uh, his rip repartee. He would not have been going there to, you know, chase any lap dancing and that, you know, that's the same thing they were talking about in 9-11 when the people who were supposedly there uh, that flew the plane uh, was over there lap dancing someplace before so that they could be out in the public so that the public would know that they existed so that when the time came for their their faces to come up, they say, oh, yeah, I saw them there. You know, this, this, it's, everything has it been... Orchestrate. Exactly. You have to look at the orchestration itself, and that that in itself will almost be to discredit those uh, quote unquote bombers with the Muslim community to be like, oh, they were in a strip club. Oh, stop the law, stop the law. Then we're not, you know, and yeah. it, it almost would them just, you know, it would discredit them and take away, you know, the same thing that they try to do with with uh, the brother with Malcolm. I heard people say, oh, he was. He was in a in a in a titty bar. He was in Mexico with hookers. Oh well, I guess he got what came to him. Then the first time they yeah. they was like Tijuana. That's where that's where the cocaine is at. What was the brother doing? What was he out there for? And I'm like, really? Yeah. This are y'all that are y'all that gullible? Like these people don't even have to try mm-hmm. hard with y'all. Y'all don't even have faith. Like y'all don't even. You know what I'm saying? You judge people before you even notice the man is dead. You don't know the story. You're going to take what they told you. First they said they threw him off the roof. Then they beat him to death. Then all kind of other things happen. So you're just going to believe anything. So, you know, love and light to his mm-hmm. love and light to his spirit, mm-hmm. love and light to everybody that, it, that, that you know, I, I can't wait to read the brother's literature. I heard that he was putting together two books, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I said before, that brother was very, he had so much potential. He could hold court 
with people from around the world. He could have introduced mm-hmm. all kind of people from the conscious community to, to foreign leaders, and he could have brought yeah. a lot of the things that we were doing on this level to a global, international yeah. stage. He had a royal mm-hmm. bloodline, was a threat, and them people was the ones responsible for doing what they did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? His ability to interface with people who don't have a voice with those who were listening for people or wanted to hear the voice of the people. Right now, the voice of the people, the conscious community, has to be stifled. You cannot deal with a conscious crew. Remember I told you that the more conscious the people became, the more dictatorial and the more repressive the government will have to become. Because conscious people or people who are knowledgeable of the ways that the governments are tricking and playing games with the people, these people have a, uh, they may have long patience and take a whole lot of crap, but then when they erupt, it's over. And the thing that they've been keeping us, yeah, it's a wrap. They've been keeping us sedated. And the last thing COINTELPRO's main agenda is to make sure that no Messiah rises Black from the grave. Thank you. And no matter where he comes from. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And this boy was was working his way to become that. Trust me. Mm -hmm. By the time that boy reached 35 or 40, he would have been a world-renowned, known person. And if he ever was to run for, for Congress or if he was to ever have... Uh, influence or to have an organization and become published and, and, and have an organization that was dealing with the uh, the under all of the underbelly of society. You know, every, you know the people who are the have-nots, the people who are in need of, you know, the true help that humanity has to give, they are in the majority on this planet. The last thing the super minority want is an awakened uh, majority, you see, and that they they can't have that an empowered and inspired majority. That's the thing. We're not inspired. Very few of us are inspired, and even in that inspiration, we do not have the 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 kind of resources to even uh, warrant us making that perspiration. So, if you don't have, you got the inspiration, but you don't have the resources to actually put in the perspiration. You you don't have those resources. You're sitting on resources, but to convert them, you got to go through the system that was put in place to make sure you were um, you were raped of your resources. So you don't have access in order to do that. So I'm, I mean, I'm jumbling. I'm saying many things at the same time, and I know the people are following me. There is a rise no, they got of consciousness. Yeah, they will not tolerate the bullshit anymore from the upper echelon. So the upper echelon knows that they have to kill off the people that threaten their existence. They have to make sure that the people who are in the majority, and you got to remember, too, that they got a lot of people in the majority are just some dumbasses. These people just don't have no clue. They're just there for self-gratification, sex, booze, rock, whatever it is. That's all they want. And a lot of people according to the elite, are sucking up resources that they know don't, they don't deserve because they ain't doing nothing for the planet. 
Now, you got to look at what the elite are saying, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm siding with them, but you got to look at their mentality. And you know you can go on Facebook, and at least two-thirds of Facebook are some dumbasses on there, okay? The, the conscious people, we know we can find them. But, Lord have mercy, have you seen some of these things that they're putting out there on Facebook? You see some of the things that these men and women are doing, the kind of things that we're getting camera shots of, the kind of real, this is, this is the underbelly that they want to wipe out. They want to clean oh. the planet of what they created. I'm sorry? I said you should be glad that you're not on Instagram, Dr. Valentine, because your eyes would hurt <laughs> all the things that they, they're doing. It is, I know. Uh, okay. Yeah, my wife got me on Instagram diet right now. I can't log on. Huh? My son has told me about those. Uh, those oh, other, yeah, yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, he said, you don't, you don't want to be on there. I said, I know. I said, I barely want to be on Facebook sometimes because of what I see. It just hurts me. But, again, like I said, that there is an underbelly in this society that they created. Remember I said that the more technologically advanced we become, the less empathetic to each other we will become. We will become less empathetic. We will become more individualistic, and we will not feel the commonality of the group. Of the group. We will not feel the commonality of the of the of the collective. We'll be too busy into ourselves, the me, me, me generation. And there, you know, the me, me, me generation is all right, but it's not been tempered, it's been taken over. Children now run the way we have to think and the way we need to think. And when the society puts the, the reins of society in the hands and decision making of children who essentially don't even know what they want yet except what they've been given as the distractions to tell them that this was what you really want, to maintain their commercialism and to maintain their consumer-based mentalities. You have to remember that we are now following children and their mentalities. Look at everything. The (laughs) The biggest selling movies is comic books. Think about that. The biggest selling movies that bring out the five billion and the five million dollars is comic books. Now, of course, they got you know serious storylines weaved in it, but it's comic books. Everybody's waiting for Superman. Everybody waited for Batman. Everybody waited for Avengers. Everybody waited for X Men and Spider Man, and we're in the comic books. They don't took it and made it sophisticated, but we got comic book minds. And that's how we now, instead of uh, taking what the comic books are giving us in that type of soap opera mentality with all the digital effects, that's what we're supposed to have internalized and grown based upon our abilities inside of us. We're not supposed to be living vicariously through those figures. We're supposed to be becoming those figures. And what they did was take away our ability to imagine ourselves as those and to do the kind of imagining necessary to build the kind of DNA from inside out, not from all this crap that we're seeing in outside. And it's a distraction. It's a fun distraction, but then just like uh, sex, you got to go to sleep after a while. And that's what it's doing. It's putting us to sleep. Every time we get exposed to the comics, we get into the comics, we throw our bodies and our minds into the comics, and then, of course, just like sex, you got to take a rest. It's a nap. And that's what we do. We go into this zone. Hey, no, it, it, <laughs> Brother KC, I'm yeah, going to need you to man those bombs. I'm, I'm going to need you to man those bombs. 
Please climb into the aircraft. Oh, <laughs> if I knew how to, if I knew how to drop the bombs, I'd drop them. But the good thing is, the people are going to be able to hear everything. They ain't going to miss a word, so they know exactly okay. where the bombs supposed to be at. Oh, so and and, 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 to, and Dr. Valentine, as 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 you speak about a uh, uh, Superman, and you you talk about uh, the DNA. The funny thing is, the first single from the soundtrack of that movie by um, by Hans Zimmer, who's doing the soundtrack, the name of the the name of the lead single is called DNA. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. That I didn't know. Yeah, they're they're not holding they're not holding back at all. And 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 I wanna I wanna also say uh, thank you because the whole Hollywood Decoded series that I do is all based upon that lecture you did when you broke X-Men down that day. Red Pill and Blue Pill played it for me over 10 years ago, right after, right before the towers fell, actually. It was it was in August, right before they fell. And they put it in, and it, it blew my mind. And, um, you know, fast forward to today, you know, when I started breaking them, that goes all the way back to that. To that. And that's exactly why I do it, is to give people... Um, just just to show them that there's more. Stop just going there, allowing them to manipulate your mind. So you go out there and go through the motions, you know, fulfilling their their uh, their structure and their beast. You need to understand that it's a tool. It's a tool that you can utilize so you can embody that because they're just raping your DNA every time you go up in there. But you can use it if you understand what you're looking at. Right. Right, exactly. You can. I just want to say thank you. You're quite welcome, brother. I'm glad that you're actually converting. That's the that's the conversion process that I was talking about. Converting the information so that it becomes uh dynamic, it becomes active, proactive rather than reactive. That's it, that's it. That's the point. That's the whole point of the decoded. Yes. Most definitely. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, now that we got that out of the way, um, <laughs> I want to talk briefly about just some of the... Uh, Content that's in the topic you will be addressing on Sunday in New York, Dr. Valentine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that you uh, have your dissertation prepared, and that's what you're going to, you know, lay out for the family. But if you could just briefly scratch the surface and just touch on a few of the uh, of your points that you're going to be sharing with the family, I would definitely appreciate mm-hmm. that. Okay. Well, uh, the name is. Uh... I have always told everyone that anyone who wants to know what my lectures are going to be about, that they just listen to the words in the name, and it will give them kind of a a working clue as to what the content will be about. So just to reiterate, the topic will be called Decrypting the Asymmetric Algorithms of Psycho-Spiritual Warfare. So the key words in there are what I put so that the people will go to their dictionaries 
and begin to break down those words and then see them in context. So when I talk about mind control, of course, most of what you see about my my lectures either have psycho-spiritual mind control, um, you know, metasomatic and so forth. These words that I put in there as adjectives to describe what's going on is to let you know of the different ways, the different vectors, the different modalities, and the different ways that you can actually access the plan and the, the schematics of mind control, of the overall methodologies of control. So uh, in speaking about that, you know that I usually break down the the definition, the uh, formal definition of things like decrypt, which means to decode. When you speak about asymmetric, you're talking about an absence of harmony or proportion, balance, uh, or like a like self-similarity, a balance or a pattern self-similarity type of thing. When you're dealing with something asymmetric, you're dealing with something off-key or off-kilter, or something that you would not expect because it came via an area of energy or an area or pathway that you would not have expected. So in dealing with asymmetry or just the word itself, symmetry, it means there's two different types of symmetry. There's uh, aesthetic symmetry and then there's mathematical symmetry. Uh, the aesthetic symmetry means that you go outside and you see beauty, you see flowers, the different colors and the, how they are proportioned and come together to give you that, that sense and that feeling. But then there's mathematical symmetry, which means the calculations of the patterns of time, uh, dealing with spatial relationships and how time and space works, how the methodologies of mind work with the four, the four elements of fire, air, water, and earth inside of the vibrating and pulsating dynamics of space-time. Now you're talking about mathematical symmetry, and, and everyone who has ever seen my lectures know that I always speak about the fact that God geometrizes and that all creation is based upon a mathematical symmetry and asymmetry. So there's always an asymmetric aspect to symmetry because once symmetry is achieved, as I always have spoken, perfection equals death. So when perfection is achieved, there is always, there's no place else for it to go, but there is always the asymmetric seed that takes you outside of that, that allows for the boundaries to be broken so that another form of that perfection may take place. So perfection is a process. It's not an end result. So what, we, what we're looking at is the way that they have perfected mind control. And the perfection of mind control has symmetric and asymmetric factors that we have to look at. And that means we have to now look at the way the mind works in both symmetric and asymmetric algorithms. And again, when I break down words, I speak of them so that you can incorporate them into the meaning, the deeper meaning, and find the deeper meaning in the lesson plan, in the whole overall context so, um, of, 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 the, of the subject matter that is being spoken. So you're talking about a word like algorithm, for instance. Um, let me see now. Let me try to remember there. Algorithm is a word. Just to start it off, it actually came from the word that was actually invented based upon a Moor. The Moor, uh, his name was um, Abdul Abdullah Muhammad Ibn Musa Al Qara. Uh, I used to have it so beautifully written off my tongue, but I have to go back and refer to it. But his Al Qarizma or Qarizmi, and it was his name. He was a master mathematician 
uh, back around 7 AD. He's born around 7 AD uh, to 8 AD, 885, around that time BC. And he was a part of a of, of a uh, of a secret house called the House of Wisdom uh, in Baghdad. And uh, he, he was the curator of the library, but it was his name, after his name, that Al-Khwarizmi, that, that his last name and the mathematical progressions that he had created, that's where the algorithm came from. The word algorithm came from based upon how he began to um, put together uh, the format and symmetry of life and different behaviorisms of human, humans and animals, everything, and how they interrelated. So the word algorithm came from that more. And so when you study about algorithms, you're studying a more science. And bringing that into effect, you begin to understand that that algorithm itself becomes a discipline, a kind of discipline of mathematics that um, kind of reflects the importance of all the contributions that he made to the science of algebra, and algebra being another form of mathematical computation for how the mind works and how you can put together algebraic equations that are actually mind-control equations where X will equal A or X will equal this or Y will equal that. So when you are using mind control, you're using different symbology to equal something, so that's an algebraic equation. So if I show you a picture or I've given you, like this, like you were speaking about, how we broke down, how they actually demonized young brother and then that was able to move, so you understand why equals this. So they have formulated everything that you see, the dynamics of all of what this so-called lockdown this uh, so-called Illuminati lockdown, the way we are, uh, the way the society is, everything is based upon certain algorithmic equations, algebraic, geometric equations, and we're in this web. We are caught up in this tapestry of algorithms and logarithms and all these different types of mathematical equations because since your brain works the way that the creator works, your brain being that the creator being an algebraic uh, or geometrizing entity, your brain is a geometrizing, algorithmic, algebraic entity, and if they can actually figure out the equations of thought and how it operates, they can lock you down in algebraic forms of mind control, algorithmic forms of mind control, and that's what they've been doing. Well, I guess I put him to sleep. Oh, that, that was for the that that Blake. Whoa, that was that was a moment of silence. That was that was the moment of silence because somebody just That's got murdered. For, for all the for, yeah for your, for the ignorant cells in your brain. Whoa, Bowsers. That was a moment of silence to come back to Earth. We was like on Pluto somewhere with that. <laughs> that was that pause right there. I was going to play with you guys. <laughs> I, I yeah. also noticed that you uh, you talked you you mentioned um, Scalar um, in the title as well, and um, I had I had recently started. Um, 
studying um, about Pijota uh, uh, Guzjajev, which is these, these Russian scientists that are studying the 97% of the junk DNA. Um, yeah. And they, they were talking about uh, solitonic waves, which I, I did my best to try to explain um, last Friday um, on the show. Um, when I when I did the show, um, are you familiar with with solitonic waves? And um, if so, um, does it correlate uh, with the scalar? I heard about yeah, I've heard about them um, because they are actually noise. They're a new. They're a type of noise that they picked up, and the what they call the solitonic waves is um, sub subtextual thought processes from the cosmic mind. Mm. Okay, let's re- repeat that again. All yeah. waves, <laughs> all waves repeat, all waves related to uh, uh, interfacing with the DNA and you at the subatomic and molecular level are based upon the subtext of the human of the cosmic conscious of cosmic consciousness. In other words, your mind deals with the subconscious and the subconscious subtext. And you have what is known as the sympathetic and asympathetic um, uh, systems. Well, one is conscious and the other one is on the unconscious. You could go to sleep and everything will still keep beating and breathing. Well, that's the same thing. That is that what they're looking for and what they're finding are the subtexts and the uh, subprocessors, or the the subprocess, the subconsciousness mind processes that essentially of the cosmic mind. That is operating through these uh, these noises that are actually frequencies that have to do with the planning and the matrix. Well, let me just something it, it's, the 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 information around this is so diverse that I have to try to bring it together slowly so you can see it based upon me giving you examples. Uh, just right. the way a spider, just the way a spider's web will keep. The, it will keep the spider attached between two uh, distinct, um, um, uh, two distinct uh, variable places, and the place between that would have been threaded by that spider's web in order for it to to actually move from one space to the next. Well, that's exactly right. what that is. Ah, uh, got you. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And remember, everything is vibration. Everything is right. vibration. And remember, remember also that time is an element. Just like earth is an element, just like water is an element, time is an element. Because without right. time, none of, the, none of the other elements would be able to coalesce. So time is a tangible principle that has a membrane that without the membrane of time, things that are to be manifested through the cosmic mind would never have its substance. Time is substance. So whenever there is substance, uh, time exists. So time Hmm. is part, time is part of what coalesces inside of the envelope of your body. So your body is an instrument of time because time is encoded within the structure. It is the That's why they call it space-time. Exactly. Time is the coalescing component 
that creates the shell so that there is a a portion where again things are vibrating at such a speed you can't you can't vibrate at the speed of God and then know yourself to vibrate at the speed of God then you become God or you are essentially absorbed into the mind of God and then you are part of the one then there is no distinction but again Krishna said that even after you have attained enlightenment, you will still remain individually conscious of self. But there is a place before you have become, you have attained that type of consciousness, there is a place where you are. There is a place where uh, you cannot go without having um, kept or without being disappearing or without completely not knowing yourself. So, Space and time exists so that the individualized portion of self can interface with itself so that God could know itself. Otherwise, God would not know itself being all-knowing. Being all-knowing means you cannot know yourself. You are just in the state of now. To know oneself, you must, be in the, you must create time so that there is a past and a present which then creates the reference for the now. Mm. The past, the present, the future, or the concept of time gives you your sense of the now. And that's what happens. We get lost in the illusion of time, thinking that the tomorrow and the past are real. When there is no tomorrow and past, only the perception of it so that the now may know itself. If there is no knowledge, to, if there's no reference to oneself, then there's no knowledge of oneself. That's why. In the creation, the ancient Kemites spoke about the fact that creation is not something that took place outside of God. It is something that God did at a point where it began to contract upon itself because it could be no outside of itself, only inside of itself. So we are inside the mind of God right now who is in a state of sleep. And in its dream, do we now have our reality? Hmm. Negation. Yeah. Negation is creation. You cannot exist outside of the creation. There's no such thing as creation. There's only uh as I was as I teach my students in our students, there is only precipitation and condensation. There is nothing that is created outside of the creator. Mm-hmm. You are condensed into this form. We are a we, the human body, is a system of condensation, and death is precipitation and um, what's the other one? Condensation, precipitation, and the other one. That's what life is. Evaporation. Evaporation, precipitation, whatever it is. That's what Not life condensation. is. Condensation. Mm-hmm. The water cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. The water cycle. That's why you're born in water. What do you think the human body fetus is? Growing inside, it's condensing into the form that's already there, it's and that's also yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also and one it, of the stories about Asar being drowned in his death. The other one is him being killed by his brother and locked up inside of the tree. But the other story about Asar is that he was drowned. Well, the story about Asar drowning is him coming back into the flesh through the waters. In the waters of the womb, because isn't isn't that the, all your ancestors have always told you that 
the death of the spirit is the life of the body. And the death of the body is the life of the spirit. Hmm. Yeah, you, you're, that that's <laughs> it's funny you're saying all this right now because you're you're making me understand something that I've been studying recently. Uh, human photosynthesis by um, uh, um, Arturo Solis Herrera. He's a, a Mexican doctor in Agua Caliente, Mexico, and he's been studying uh, melanin for the past like uh, 25 years. He started with uh, studying blindness, and he ended up finding out. Melanin's properties um, are distinct because it's able to disassociate water and reassociate water. So his conclusions was that the body is able to, it's it's a free energy device where melanin utilizes water for energy by splitting the water molecule and putting it back together constantly, and it creates energy. And as you're talking about this, you have the melanin, the darkness, and then you have the water that represents life, and they're constantly doing this dance that ends up creating this power and generating this energy. Now, you know, we've been speaking about melanin being an intelligence since the 80s. It's not a it's not a molecule. Melanin is a, and we've done, I think I did uh, a re- a reiterated the lecture at, um, at um, when you dance with the devil in New York when I spoke about melanin being a superconductor. Right. And as in a superconductor, it's an intelligence. And, uh, you know, they're not picking up on anything that's new. You know, we all know no, no. what melanin is. You know, <laughs> they're just catching up. Again, I told everyone that the physics, physics and the so-called science of tomorrow are actually catching up with metaphysics. That's all. That's it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I just posted an article of them uh, finally admitting that they're using aborted black uh, uh, fetuses um, to create the new solar cells, that they're mm-hmm. getting rid of the silicon and using the melanin from aborted uh, black fetuses to use as the solar panels. And that's why a lot of our children are disappearing, too. A lot of people don't know that black disappearances are almost three to one, the white disappearances on this, on this in our country. And this is some of the things our brother, brother Simon uh, had sent me an article uh, to remind me of that, that um, a lot of our children are disappearing. Same thing that happened in Atlanta is happening at a national scale now. Wow. Yes, it is. There's been a spike yeah. There's been a, in uh, a nationwide kidnappings. There's been a dramatic spike. They're even attributing uh, a lot of child trafficking, you know, uh, the Europeans coming over here from over, you know, coming over into the Americas, and there's a, a huge underground market of, um, you know, just purchasing child slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all this is going to come to an end soon. I mean, the wickedness is just thick. You can walk on it now. It's like... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's so quick you can walk on it. You know, it's, it's, still, it's that. It's like, yeah. 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 But um, hopefully, like you were saying, uh, we're dealing with cybergenetic manipulation. We'll talk about how, you know, the creator, uh, the creator mind, and how we engender the creator mind 
in order to or, to offset the synthetic uh, mindsets that they tried to put into us. All things based on light and sound. And this is why uh, we are being affected like this. Uh, they've been able to permeate or to uh, invade that auric space that allows for our perception, uh, uh, like what we call in our school, our perceptual envelope, uh, to be able to uh, just uh, to to be able to uh, know the difference, uh, uh, be able to understand and reference energies on the sub on the uh, subatomic as well as on the subtle and sublime levels of our thinking process. We have to stop just uh, oh. That's the thing I wanted to speak about, meditation. Uh, getting into understanding what true meditation is versus the kind that keeps you inside of a, uh, a, a constant speaking and, and mantraing. You don't mantra yourself into a meditation. That's just you exhausting your, your, your mind, and then you can fall asleep on it. True meditation comes after you've mastered the noise in your head, but not try to suppress the noise, but allow the noise to evaporate. Remember, everything is based on precipitation, condensation, and so forth, and evaporation. Well, thoughts are the same way. They are fed based upon the waters of energy that we put into them, and we give them substance based upon our attention. Once we withdraw the attention, then it begins to dissipate like the sun dissipates the dew. We have to do the same thing with those kinds of embedded thought programs and engrams that they put into us. We are feeding them, and they're teaching us to feed them through the food we eat. Remember I talked about the fact that eating is a form of communication. So everything about us is an interfacing, communicating nodule. We are sensitized on so many different levels that we are unaware of that those people who now control us are definitely aware of those very sublime levels that we are not. Uh, aware of, and that's where they're attacking us consistently. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And is there um, techniques that you may recommend for those of us who, you know, wish to advance our meditation? Well, the first thing is to stop eating certain foods that inebriate you, foods that turn into sugar, foods that contain a lot of sugar, uh, non-organic foods, uh, processed or boxed or bagged foods, um, the, you know, purification. You know, I have to go through the same thing as everyone. You know, I got my swings from one end to the next. There's a balance to come back into balance. Meditation is something that you achieve by slowly but surely uh, deleting, not adding to the noise in your head. The thing that we do, the mistake we make in meditation is that we think in order to suppress the noise in our head, we have to add more noise. All we're doing is adding to more of the noise in your head that's keeping you from true meditation. When you are dealing with meditation versus I dictation, this is what I just said. I dictation is what we're doing to ourselves when we start adding mantras and gnoming and yelling and doing things like that. 
unless you become familiar with the noise in your head that comes up when all silence and stillness is there, then you will not know what true meditation is. I say to people, to find true meditation, get yourself into a sound roof. Try to go into a soundproof room, especially you brothers and sisters who are into recording. Have you ever heard the kind of stillness and complete vacuum like sound that's in there that is nothing but your head? And yep. all of a sudden, that particular vacuum feels like there's pressure on your head. Well, that's yep. the part when the noise gets shut out. The real noise and the pressure that you're feeling is not from the outside. It's from the inside of your head. Because when the noise on the outside is no longer equal to the noise in your head, then the noise in your head is what's going to be pushing against your skull. And you're going to feel it as pressure. Dr. Valentine, I had an experience one night inside the booth where I promise you, like, I totally went somewhere else. The, 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 you know how the sound booth has those spikes on the wall, the foam spikes? Mm-hmm. It turned yeah. into, like, it, it, it appeared as if they became stars, a star system. And just what you said, like, I, I totally blacked out and went somewhere. You know, yeah. this was years ago, yeah, sure. and I never, I never understood why, or you know, the significance behind it until you said, you know, to go in there and and like truly black out and meditate. Mm-hmm. Meditation is you examining the the monologue slash dialogue that you're having with yourself in your head. And you'll find out that that's not you. Why do you now know it's not you? How could you come to the realization that you, listening to the noise in your head, that the noise is not you, is because you are the one that's observing the noise. If the noise is something that you are observing, it means that you are not that noise. That there is something else observing that noise and calculating what that noise means and judging what it means and putting more emphasis and giving more life to that thing that you are observing. So you are the observer, and one must come into a place where you match and come into harmony with the observer, and instead of assigning a judgment to what you are observing of all the noise in your head, that's what keeps the noise there. It's your judgment. So you have a memory as you sit down trying to quiet your brain. Somebody who annoyed you comes up in your head or some other situation that was very unpleasant for you comes up in your head, and all of a sudden now you're feeling that you start to say, well, oh, I remember that was painful, or you start assigning a judgment of what that would be, and even the emotional signature of the experience begins to replay. Your your feelings of heat begin to come up, everything, because the observer is looking at the memory bank and assigning a meaning to it, and the body is reacting to the meaning that has been assigned to that experience. The experience no longer exists. It exists as a chemical signature and an emotional signature that triggers the chemistry that gives you the feeling and the memory. So when you are observing something that is not you, you are actually assigning the meaning of that particular replay and then getting the replay of the feelings that you had when you first experienced it. But it's not you. 
So when you're going into true meditation, it's to, it's to allow all that noise to express itself, but to remain centered and know that what you are now replaying in your head, all the noise, all the hatred, all the anger, all the piss me off, all, all of this, all the red do and all of that, that ain't real. That ain't you. And the, the other people who are teaching you how to meditate are telling you, well, put in this word, om, put in this word, madapada buddha, put in that word, hula bula, and then you start doing all kinds of words in your head, and all you're doing is just like the doctors do, is drugging the symptom and trying to suppress the symptom. But the cause of it is you feeding it and giving it strength, just like a diamond is made from the coal, by giving it pressure. So you do not add anything else to the meditative act of observing all the noise in your head. You simply observe it, do not assign any kind of emotional signature to it, and eventually the more you go into your meditation and it comes up, you'll find it comes up less and less and less because it dies out for lack of the kind of attention and nurturing that you would give to that particular signature, that particular memory. The less you give to it, the more it dies. And then somewhere down the line, when you get to enter that meditation and you have followed that strict rule of not assigning anything to those memories, bam, one day you get into memory, you get into your meditative state, and you fall into a zone where there's no more thoughts. There's nothing there but you and the creator. And you find out that, hey, I'm one with it. That the only thing separating me from the creator was this illusion that somehow this jackass that I had an argument with was more important than that particular bridging of myself and the creator to find out that we are one. Yes, and I, I, I can attest to that because I know in my meditations, I don't know about everybody else, but um, that's the first thing that happens is is noise. You know, you might not label it or categorize it as noise, but that's exactly what it is. It's, um, you know, it's words, it's thoughts, it's things that you want to get done or things that you want to overcome or things that you want to manifest, and then you want to, you know, do incantations and, you know, you want everything to be perfect and be right and, you know, put the tone out properly and it's just, you end up creating uh, more chaos um, in that state of stillness you're trying to create than, you know, in an average conversation. You're stressing yourself. You create more stress. Right. Yeah. You're trying to achieve yeah. something. You're trying to, you're trying to engender an illusion as something that is real. And the more you try to make something that really doesn't exist exist, the more stress you put on yourself. Mm. That's powerful. I know that's the first I've heard that. I've I know I've I've heard clear your mind. Um, <clears throat> you know, don't think of anything. You know, focus on the breath. You know, I've heard of those things before, but um, never in the light of, you know, the noise. Uh, let it precipitate. You know, let it let it let it condensate. Let it evaporate. Let it go through that cycle, and go away, so you can establish that connection. Clear, you, clear. You can't get Yeah, unless you have. You can't clear your mind because anything you put there to clear it will then end up being the impediment again. 
Right. Anything you put in your mind to put in there will still be that thing there that you will have to refer to, which is still a barrier between you and that destination of pure meditation. You can't meditate by putting anything in between you and whatever it is that that achievement is supposed to uh, uh, is supposed to achieve. What you are supposed to achieve comes based upon you removing obstacles to it. You don't put obstacles in there in order to remove an obstacle. It doesn't make any sense. Meditation is supposed to be something that removes you from the illusion of what you have been participating in and to get into the reality of who you are. And that's the truth. To find the truth, you must first find reality, and that's the reality of it. Our minds are clouded by the distractions that are placed there so that we do not achieve the kind of spiritual enlightenment and ascension and transcendence that comes from removing all the static noise that has been placed there by the society or by the upper members of the society who want to keep you from that particular experience. And to do that, you have to know the science of thought, which is what we teach at our university, the science of thought. So that would be synonymous to um, this conversation we're having right now if there was some static that started up and the listeners are trying to hear the point you're trying to make, but the static just starts getting louder and louder and louder. They can never follow whatever message you're trying to convey because there's too much noise. Yeah. And, you know, I can't really, at this point, because we're just kind of free-flowing, I'm I'm not one of those kind of uh, like the rappers that can, I forgot what to call the brothers, freestyling Freestyle, freestyling. Yeah. You know me, I always come prepared with a lesson plan because I like to, because of the intricacies of the subject matter that I talk about, I like to be prepared because I know I have so much information about just a few things, and especially when they deal with consciousness, that I like to have it uh, cropped and ready to, to, to be presented so that there's, no mistaking or no confusion involved. So just kind of pitching out there, you have to excuse me because there's a couple of times I kind of folded over on myself because this, the, the intricacy of the subject matter, uh, especially when you're not part of my school, you know, we take them along very slowly from one place to another. Um, I'm, not, I'm kind of dropping you into the, the upper grades of what we teach and I haven't actually prepared our brothers and sisters for that for that step-by-step understanding. Because, again, metaphysics or the study of what we're talking about is a language or a relanguaging of the realities that people have been living as the matter-of-fact realities. The matter-of-fact realities has been the reality. But that type of matter-of-fact reality is the lockdown. So to understand and to to break through that 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 peripheral that membrane that they've created around us and around our reality, there is a relanguaging. You have to change the language. You have to teach how the causal plane, which is invisible, you have to put words to the invisible. You have to thresh out the invisible. You have to you have to because sh- the knowledge where you're going, the knowledge is stealth. The knowledge is in stealth mode. The true knowledge is stealth mode. And you have to understand how your brain must become a radar that picks up stealth. 
because the causal plane is the stealth plane. And when you learn cause, you have to relanguage the reality because they're giving you a description in accordance with what they want you to believe is the reality. So the words they give you to describe your reality is to keep you in lockdown. When you come to learn metaphysics here at the university, it's a relanguaging and a changing of the lockdown semantics, semiotics, and syntactics to change that around so that now you're defining cause, which is something they would never want you to learn. Defining cause versus describing effects. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, powerful. Real quick, um, Dr. Valentine, would you like to go ahead and, um, you know, for the, for the family that is out there that may not be familiar um, with your school, um, with your teachings, um, you know, with your curriculum, do, would you like to go ahead and, um, you know, make that point, let everybody know what you offer? Appreciate sure love it. Appreciate sure love it, brother. Yeah, uh, the coming in July the 20th, July the 20th, uh, is the next semester for our metaphysical psychology. And if you want information about joining, you can either go up online to our university's website at uksnow.org. That's U as in United, K as in King or Kemet, S as in Science, N-O-W.org. And then when you open up uh, the uh, website, when it opens, you can uh, look up to the top. There's a banner that has certain words there. The word courses, if you click that link, it will give you a breakdown of the courses we are offering. And while you're there on the home page as well, look to the right-hand bottom corner. There's a white box there. Please add your email so that you'll be able to get updates from our newsletter, views letter. And if you want to read some of the words of former students, you can look on to the left of the uh, home page where it says what our students say. And if you want further information to follow up on enrolling, then please call 800-847-1291. Again, 800-847-1291. Nine one, and just leave your contact information there, so that um, you know we will be able to get right back to you. Okay. Yes, sir. That's it. That's Dr. it. Would you uh, mind going to the phone lines at this point in time? Because I know that we have yeah, hand. Yeah, I would love to. Okay. Awesome. Uh, KT, will you be able to uh, do that? <laughs> yeah, well, I just gotta, I just gotta get the ABCs in it real quick. But of, of course, of course, okay. of course, let's of course. Awesome. Just, uh, just let's let me know. Just let me know. Hold on, hold on one second. No momento. All right. 
Okay. Well, um, just let me know what I need to do. All right. Um, you'll see the caller, the numbers, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to know the hands that are up by the icon that appears. I believe it's a blue icon, and um, you'll see it next to your number, so you know that's what it is. And um, that's a blue icon with a uh, with an X on it. I believe so, yeah. That indicates that there are people that press one. And all you have to do is highlight the microphone. When you open up their line, just click it, and that will open up their line, and we'll bring them in. So if you want to do a test run, we could do it on the first number that you see, the most current number no that problem. you see. All right. Let's uh, try it out. Um do do okay caller from the nine seven one four zero zero peace peace hey. peace brother how you doing peace 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 brother peace brother k t what's going on brother red red um, pill well well peace and honest to the most beloved dr phil peace brother all right, um, Doctor Phil. Basically, I was just wanting to ask you about the whole thing with the Jesuits. You kind of winning on on it, anyways. But basically, what you were saying about you know the cognitive things and everything, I'm definitely feeling all of that. That's um, you know, hitting me right now. I can't even find the words to talk about what you were saying. Because <laughs> like I, every time you speak, you basically leave the room in a, mo- a mode of silence. So that's how you're dropping it right now. You know, the silent bombs you're dropping. And they always say the silent ones are the most deadly ones. So, you know what I'm saying? It's most beneficial, not deadly, I say. <laughs> so, most most definitely, I'm feeling everything, but I just wanted to know about the Jesuit team. Okay. Uh, I did a lecture um, about the, late, the mid-'90s called The Aristocracy of Evil. Mm-hmm. And I uh, broke down pretty much a lot about the Jesuits based upon uh, some of the works of um, Eric John And he, he kind of brought a light, brought to light about the, the, the Jesuits. I was taught by the Jesuits when I was young. And uh, when I was in Trinidad and those areas. But so was I. Happened, so was I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jesuits themselves are essentially just a military arm uh, of the... Uh, of the Vatican, they're the, they're the army, they're the military arm of the Vatican, and they pretty much run most of the uh, Western um, uh, military complex uh, are made up of generals and uh, people who are part of the Jesuit enclave. And, of course, the Jesuits uh, are beholding to the black pope, the black pope, uh, the white pope is uh, beholding to the black pope. The black pope, of course, is beholding to the gray pope. And they call and, him the general, right? Yeah, they, they call him the Jesuit general, who is the black pope. But again, they are actually part of the bloodline of uh, Alexander's general, who they consider themselves to be the bloodline of Alexander's general Ptolemy. So you will see them as the Egyptian Ptolemic bloodline. And there are certain members of the, that particular family that I spoke about 
that uh, are even more powerful than uh, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth answers to the Aldobrandinis. Uh, those are the ones who uh, create the popes. They're the ones who uh, say that they are the bloodline directly from Ptolemy Sota. And that's why most of the Catholic religion essentially mimics ancient Kemetic uh, rituals. Hmm. Uh, they believe that they are the ancient Egyptians, and that's why a lot of the Egyptian materials are given bad press by the Christians, those so-called Protestant Christians. It's because of what this Ptolemic bloodline, who now make up the papal bloodline, took from ancient Kemet and folded it over into this monstrosity called the Catholic religion. Hmm. Okay, because um, I was I was doing my research because the craziest thing is um, I was talking to Red Pill today and I was wondering where I got this energy from to start really researching about the Jesuits and everything I'm researching now about the Jesuits, I'm finding them everywhere I look, you know, like companies and different stuff like that. They're everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see them. You know, they're either on the back door or, you know, they might be right there in the front, right there, hiding underneath your nose, and that's what they do majority of the time. They're right underneath your nose, and you won't even know that's them. But the thing I've been noticing... If you're in the, if you're in the education system, if you're in the education system, my brother, every book that you have in your education system from kindergarten to college has mm-hmm. the first year passed through the Jesuit um, censoring board. Especially in, in the, the islands, right, sir? Especially in the islands, yeah. too. Being like in the Caribbean. Well, around the world, you know, it doesn't matter. They don't care. Okay. It's the world themselves. They go in Africa, of course, um, yeah. but um, around the world. Okay, because um, I don't, I don't want to hold you up too much, Doctor Phil. But I was just noticing that because I know, um, like you said, they go back to the Ptolemaic um, bloodline and everything. But I've been also noticing that they don't. They don't. They're not Christians. You know what I'm saying? They're promoting this Christian thing, and they're not Christians. And then another thing is that they got the, you know, the, they got the the first Jesuit pope. You know, we got a we got a black pope, and then we got a black pope that's actually the white pope now, and he's coming from Argentina. And I'm noticing that you know Argentina and the whole South America, that's the largest denomination of Catholics right now. So I'm noticing that. They're making these little key moves, you know, to make sure that they're they're the majority wherever they're at now. You know what I'm saying? And and it's always been saying that you know these things were biblical things that they've been putting into line. You know what I'm saying? Like how you saying it goes back to the bloodline and everything. So I just been wondering if you've been if you've been noticing that too because you've been speaking of it. But I just been wondering if, what else is going on with that. Well, you you know you you hit it. You know, we can't get too focused on one thing. The Jesuits are just yeah. part of it, of the okay. menagerie. But um, the you know, you can find them everywhere, as you said, because they are everywhere. They were the ones who helped to establish the civilization as it is. They're the ones who helped to formulate the war in the Americas, the Civil War, Revolutionary War, all the Thirty Years' War before that in Europe. They were the ones behind it all. So. You can't take them out of it. You can expect to find them in everything. So yeah. it's not to actually say they're there and to actually look constantly to see that they're there because they're going to be there. There's no doubt about it. 
You know? They're like the elephant in the room. <laughs> Indeed. The elephant in the room. Yes. Indeed. I appreciate it so much, Brother Phil. You know what I'm saying? Peace and honors and blessings. Already, already know. KT, I'll link with you later, right? Peace and love to the all. To the Nova Ledger family. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Peace, brethren. All right, all right. Hello? On. Yep. Can you hear me? Before we do go, yeah, before we go to the next caller, I'm, uh, I want to remind the family in the Texas area that the uh, that there is an event that is coming up on June 8th that the Brother Blue Pill is going to be uh, pro- promoting, he's going to be involved in. There's going to be a lecture and an art show on June 8th. That is next weekend. So for the family in the Houston area, especially in the Dallas area, the KTL family, we are just putting it out there to spread the word. And please do me a solid and contact Blue Pill 347-273-4553. That's 347-273-4553, especially if you are an artist and if you are a vendor and if you uh, have any inquiries about the lecture that will be coming up out there, holler at the brother. We will talk about it on Tuesday and next Friday's show. Thank you. Blue. Blue. And if anybody has ever seen his art, then you know that you're in for a very uh, um, you're in for a, you're in for a treat because he he gives it in. That's He's a master artist. All right, all right. So we're gonna move on to the next caller. Um, caller from nine zero nine two nine two. My hotel. Peace, peace, Hotep. Um, much love and respect to the uh, elder scholar, uh, Dr. Uh, Valentine. Uh, I wanted to basically ask a question into the um, uh, information surrounding Malik Shabazz because the doctor has a good um, knowledge and is very insightful on uh, you know, pointing out details of things. Uh, Dr. Valentine, do you find it ironic that not only was uh, Malik Shabazz murdered around the same time uh, that the federal government of the United States uh, posted a million-dollar uh, bounty on Sister Asada Shakur, but in surrounding the uh, turmoil around um, Malik Shabazz with uh, the speech given by Farrakhan uh, about the nation uh, handling their traitors, uh, Malik um, uh, Malcolm X's uh, daughter then uh, going to prison for attempted murder on Farrakhan. Malik Shabazz then going to stay with uh, Betty Shabazz, the fire breaking out, her dying, him going to jail. These seem to be too coincidental. Um, Do you feel that um, this was really an, an attempt to tarnish his reputation? Uh, from being a, a charismatic leader that the white European American society fears? I believe there's something much deeper involved in that. Um, I can't discuss it now because uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. I will, most likely, it'll reveal itself somewhere down the line. But I do know that everything that is happening is idiosyncratic. Um, a planned 
protocol for the destruction of a bloodline. Okay. Um, when you want to destroy a bloodline, you must destroy them by taking away their dignity, um, outright uh, creating uh, happenstance, what they call, um, uh, there's a word for it, uh, controlled happenstance. In other words, uh, the fire breaking out, um, someone attempting to kill Farrakhan or putting out contracts from Farrakhan and then going to jail. These are all idiosyncratic of a plan that just people, what I call synthetic synchronicity. It's been synthetically orchestrated to look like it's normally happening one after the other, that this next logical step in a certain behavior or a certain circumstance had to happen based upon all of how they orchestrated the artificial or synthetic uh, circumstance to look like it had a natural pattern toward this eventual end. And this is how they do it. They sit and they plan these things. So, yes, everything you said was very well said. You articulated it perfectly. You watch the synchronicities and you see them happening. And essentially it's like in the mafia. You know, they, they have an old vendetta. And the vendetta is against that bloodline. So we're dealing with uh, people who are master uh, creators of social construction. Yeah, they are the social engineers. You have to remember that these people are at least 75 to 100, maybe 1,000 years ahead of the people, and the education system for the 95, the 95%, they are not taught how to think. They are mm -hmm. taught what to think. They saturate your environment with, distractions that keep you in the what rather than the how. So you are constantly in the what. You are, okay, what's today? Oh, what's tomorrow? Well, what did you see? Or oh, what did you hear? Well, what did that movie do? What did they say in the movie? It's what, 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 what. Mm -hmm. And so you, 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 you're caught there in what to think instead of how to think. When you start thinking about how to think and you're bringing up the intelligence index of the population, then that then they start saying, well, how is that done? Or, well, how did I get fooled by this? How did they get me to do this? So you see what I'm saying. So when they teach you what to think versus how to think, you are only caught up in the, the wash of the what. And that's where they have us. So... Malcolm came and, and, and the Island Elijah Muhammad came and said, well, this is how it made you believe that you were this, and this is how they do what they do. When that happened, that ref just said, oh, oh, no, 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 they can't have this happen. And now we got one of his bloodlines getting ready, going around the world and, and meeting with heads of state and meeting with the young disenfranchised people. That's organizing an army. Mm-hmm. One more question, brother uh, uh, Phil. Um, do you feel um, when we're, we're looking and examining the Malcolm X situation, um, this is you know I don't know you know if you agree with what I'm uh, going to say or not, but the one mistake that Malcolm did make was airing out black you know issues on that television screen. Would you agree? Uh, well, I would look at it this way. At that time. Malcolm, being very enthusiastic 
wanted to get as much information out to people as possible, and he only had uh, maybe the people in front of him based upon his ability to get information out. He wanted to not only reach the Muslims that he was speaking to in the mosque or at, at any of the places he set up. Well, he wanted to set up the most mosques anywhere around the country and around the world, uh, I mean, for Nation of Islam. You know, he's the one who set the stage for how the different um, the different temples would operate. It was him. And what happened is that um, he didn't want to just deal with uh, Islam on that end. He wanted to bring people to Islam, what had freed him up at the time, and the version of Islam that the NOI were giving. So he wanted to reach a, broad, a broader population because they were trapped in their Christianism and they were trapped in the ignorance that Christianity had given to them about themselves. So he wanted to give them a new dynamic. I remember every time I speak about the fact that what they did was brilliant, that those who orchestrated the the schism, the ism schism, like Bobby, that um, Bob Marley was speaking about, was to give uh, the turn the turn the other cheek Negroes or house Negroes Christianity, and the field Negroes ain't taking no shit uh, Islam. So there was still another form of polarization between the house nigger and the field nigger, and it's that type of schism that these two these two hemispheric concepts of religion that ain't had nothing to do with us with pretty much mutations of our African spirituality. They polarized us along those and if you go any place around the world you would never see no black black, cold black, African looking cold black head up inside of the um, the of, of Islam. You would never the higher up you go in Islam and the Imams, you ain't never see no dark black, 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 black influencing the, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. They all are white or Mediterranean. So it was nothing to do with us. Christianity also. We did have our first black popes, but that was not the Christianity that they gave us mm-hmm. this particular time after the, uh, the captivity. So, again, nothing of what we are doing, because nothing what we're doing and what we're participating in, none of that has anything to do with the how or even the who. It's only the what. What are you doing? What are you? Are you Christian or what? What are you? I'm Islam. I'm Muslim. Or what are you? I'm a Christian. What are you? See what I'm saying? The what are you? Still going into that. What are you? Yeah. And they never know who you are. Well, who are you? Once you start, who are you? No, you're not a Christian. Because when I start speaking about who, and you say you're Christian, then I know that you're a jackass. So All I'm right. saying to you, essentially, you don't know who you are or why you are or how you are. You just know what you are. So in essence, when you lack a certain history about yourself, a mythology will be used to replace that lack of information. Well, mythology can also teach you about the true self. In fact, myth is the myth is the story of the spirit in the flesh. It is the story told by the spirit. Okay. You okay. see, the spirit has the spirit has no boundaries. So the spirit can talk about flying and doing superhero and superhuman things. So when the superhuman spirit is writing about the potential of the human, it writes in those ways through the human. So myth, essentially, is the transpersonal place where the spirit 
talks about its experience in the flesh. Thank you, Dr. Valentine. Um, I really hope you consider um, uh, having lectures, as uh, 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 one of our elders stated, um, it's easier to raise a nation of strong children than it is to prepare a broken man, Frederick Douglass. So remember, you know, these these babies really out here still need your information, brother. So may the answers just bless you. I'll do my best. Good thanks, brother. We're sorry we have the university, hopefully. My hotel. KT. Hello? KT. Hello? Yeah. Hello? KT. Hello, brother KT. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, you with us? I'm still here. Uh, KT line is open, so maybe you can just have your phone on you or something. Okay. Okay, there I, there I go. There I go. There, there I go. go. My always, bad. Always that new button. I was talking to myself. Always that new button. Yeah. I was talking to Let's myself. Nah. Doing a great job. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was, all right. Let's go to the next caller, uh, three, four, seven, four, nine, six. That's you're on the air. Three, four, seven, four, nine, six. Peace. Boy, Simon. Sound like Simon's number. He might be out Are you there? Are you there, brother? Hello. Okay. We'll come back. We'll come back to. We'll come back. All right. Uh, caller from eight six zero six eight zero. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Peace, peace, peace. How you doing, brother Phil? Um. Well, I kind of tuned in on awkward, but um, my question regards to the feminine principle, especially women. One thing I find interesting is that if this is she out of um, Ashana Shakur, this is out of this is the first time putting a woman as a terrorist, particularly a black woman. Um, one weird question I would say is how much in the psyche does it play against regular women, especially women of color, when they know that a, a color woman is the first to be, let's say, put on the terrorist, or you know, that is, I mean, we know they attacked women for decades, for since centuries, but how much more? In the mind, does it play to some of the women, even the one young woman that's starting to come around in the sense of understanding, awareness, that when they see that, a woman that was frightened, like, just back in the time, and then now for them to go out their way to go get her. That's my, one of my questions. I don't know if I'm clear enough. Yeah, it's, it's, to put somebody on a terrorist watch list who's wanted for murder, you might as well put uh, the rest of Congress on a terrorist <laughs> watch list. Yeah, all of those bastards are terrorists. To be all on the watch list, that's just uh, them trying to make a point. It also shows, on a broader scale, the fact that we as black men can no longer protect our black women. Especially, yeah. we don't. We have not. We have not roped in the uh, necessary resources to be 
be able to create the perimeter of security that a black man in a community of black men, in a community of black families, and cohesive in a community of black families would be able to protect uh, our women. Um, at this point, that's a broader, more metaphysical look at the situation, but that's the way it is. The more independent system we become, the less protective we can be of them. Uh, and we have forced we have forced our sisters into taking up masculine roles, and they have also helped by playing on the fact that they have destroyed the ability for the black male to develop into black men. Uh, so that they can re- assume those kinds of responsibilities for our, our sisters. Uh, that in itself is just indicative. It's almost symbolic of the kind of impotence that we have as black men to be able to protect our own. Uh, at this particular time, uh, our sister who's wanted for murder has never created any terrorist act. They want to terrorize, they want to create a terrorist aura around what she represents. Yeah. You have to understand that it's about representing uh, a, a specific kind of theme that you want to attach to someone. You demonize someone to legitimize their execution. And yeah. this is essentially what they're trying to do, put a bounty on her head the way they did. She is the female Bin Laden now. And playing on that particular game who knows if there's a bounty? Who knows who's over there in a poor country uh, that would uh, take advantage of that, especially she being so close to Guantanamo? Oh, wow. What better to get her into Guantanamo, to be the first yeah, female yeah. into Guantanamo? I didn't know she was that close to Guantanamo. But I, haven't, I haven't looked at the map where that's located. Yo, that is pretty much right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you have to look at these little dynamics that are happening around that. There are other little subtexts also that can be actually paired with that explanation. But, of course, everyone uh, needs to do their own due diligence to look into this, not just as an, you know, an overview of story, but to bring it to light, you know, the way we did with Mumia, uh, to make sure that they do not execute that person or to bring it to public light and to tell the story. You know, not just tell about the terrorists who wanted for the murder, and I saw these wanted for the murder of this police, but blah, 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 bullshit. What they need to do is to start putting out the real story. Those brothers that are out there, ex-Panthers, who know the true story, they need to write the real story and to blast it, put that story on blast about what happened so that the world knows and is refreshed in their memories. You've got two or three generations that are new to this. They don't know what's going on. They don't have a history. They have twistery. And so we've got to take that twistery and, 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 and get rid of that and bring some of the old head Panthers to write the real story of Sashata again. Again, Sashata Sakur. They have to rewrite that and bring it up to speed. We've got to renovate that story. We've got to enhance it, bring it out. Make it legend so that it becomes something that the people say, uh-uh, no, you ain't going to touch her. No, you ain't going to do no, uh, what's that other bullshit movie that's out here that they're pushing, which is one of the biggest sorts of crap uh, about uh, um, dark something, uh, supposedly what killed Obama, I mean, uh, what's the name, um, Osama? Oh, Zero Dark Thirty. 
zero dark thirty, you know, and they yeah. even have some, you know, this this Neanderthal uh, cave woman up for an Academy Award for her part. Who gives a rat's ass? The man's been dead, and they had to build up this goddamn story in Hollywood, weaving this nonsense to make us believe that they went in there with their suit. The people who were there said anybody was living in there. The people around it, they didn't even go around there to tell the story about what was going on. But we ain't going to do no Zero Dark Thirty in Cuba on our sister. And we have to bring that story up. We have to bring it in the minds of the people, make it present in the minds of the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Real talk. Well, um, well, I'm I've never been to one of your lectures yet, but I do want to attend to the one that's coming this month. So, like, I mean, what's up my entry? You do... Long lecture. I was on twelve hours. I say, wow! I know a lecture goes that long for one day on twelve hours. Usually, if I, I would, uh, a lecture no, goes. No, 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 It's not going to be twelve hours. It's going from twelve to about eight. There's okay. going to be a break okay. in there. It's okay. not a lecture. It's, okay. it's actually an exchange of ideas. Okay. That's All it. Right. That's it. I'm gonna try and get um King Simon to get back on the line, see if he's on if he's on here so he could go ahead and, and put that announcement out. Yeah, I, I think King Simon and I and I think I told him that I might come to the one maybe on Sunday. I don't know if I can make the Saturday, but um you know. I think yeah. I talked to him Well for so anybody right who wants information anyone who wants information on that they can uh, they can go up online on the UKSnow.org uh, and put their names on our mailing list. We're sending out constant contact information about the event, and they can get in contact as well as to the university, or they can call us at 800-847-1291. Again, 800-847-1291, or better yet, go direct and call Brother King Simon or text him at area code 347-496-1022. Again, 347-496-1022. All right. Thank you, Dr. Phil, for bringing a different light to that. Thank you. I always back in mind about, especially with the women, it lets us know that most of our men, we're not really doing our job. At times, the enemy does what he wants to our women, and we sit back and allow it to you know. Thank you for the um Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, all right. Uh Red, you want me to uh go ahead and see if Simon's back? Yes, sir. All right, let's see. Caller from three four seven four nine six. Three four seven four nine six. Nope, 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 no deal, no deal. He might be having the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he must not have came back with us. Yeah, right. He established. (laughs) Hard work for Jackson Valentine. He went to the booth and meditated. He's gone. Out of here. He's gone right now. Okay. Well, we got um. Standing up, you'll fall asleep standing up. That's how hard working the brother is, you know. <laughs> we, we got nine minutes, so uh, Dr. Valentine, did you want to go ahead and, and um, give any information out to the people one, one more time? One about um, your class is starting on the solstice, and 
to um, your event coming up because we got you're down there about eight and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I appreciate the time. Listen, uh, much love to you brothers for the work that you're putting out there. Uh, like I said, the elders are proud, and I'm loving everything that you're doing. Uh, what I want to tell everybody in the family, uh, that Saturday's event is a private invitation-only event. Uh, the title, the working title is One Up on the Frequency, Part 3, uh, and it's private, exclusive, no holes barred, no BS, as I said. It's a gathering of my dark matter think tank. In other words, we're going in to places where most people do not investigate, they do not see or uh, actually are made privy to some of the kinds of mind uh, exchange that uh, is inside of these kinds of uh, environments and circle, but we're going to provide that. Um, we're going to be dealing with fact-finding. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the uh, solutions to physical, mental, psycho-spiritual diseases, interpersonal relationships, uh, parenting, the destruction of the archetypal family, education, the feminization of men and women, and the narcissistic degeneration of our children's minds, uh, so-called sovereignty issues, extraterrestrial and extra-dimensional, the disclosure project especially that's out there right now. So, again, the seating in on Friday is very limited, 50 to 55. Uh, a lot of people are calling in about that. Uh, a lot of them, from what I understood, Brother King Simon said, a lot of people have made promises, but they're not really uh, putting down their monies yet. They have to get their monies up. So those who come in now, I think there was like 12 or 15 people already have their tickets ready for that. So you know we are last-minute people. So the best thing to do is to get there. If you truly want to join us on Saturday, make sure that you call in to Brother King Simon at 347-496-1022 and tell him and uh, what you want, and he'll let you know the process for making payment. Uh, there is a discount if you wish to go both days. So if you're just dealing with one day, then it's going to be one price. But if you do two days, then there is a definite discount. Uh, on the second day, which is that Sunday at the National Black Theater in Harlem, uh, that, for those of you who are not familiar, is on Fifth Avenue between 125th and 126th Street. And, of course, the title, that is what we call the, the brow-wiping title, would be Decrypting the Asymmetric Algorithms of Psycho-Spiritual Warfare, which would be Part 1, the Electromagnetic Induction of Synthetic Consciousness Algorithms for the Purpose of Manipulating Intent. Now, the doors will be open to that event, which is on Sunday at 2 p.m., and we will begin promptly at 3. Of course, that will be the time when uh, Queen Mother Afua will be speaking, and she will be there uh, to open the proceedings. Uh, everybody um, uh, come and support her in uh, in that event, and we want to see the place packed to the rafters. Last time I was there, there was really no room in the audience anymore. They were up on stage. That was fun. I liked it like that. That reminded me of the village. So everybody, please uh, make Father's Day a memorable day for fathers. Sisters, treat your husbands, 
your uh, loved ones, brothers, uh, to this particular event. Uh, it's going to be uplifting for the family, definitely uplifting for uh, our brothers and sisters in the conscious. And if you've got a non-conscious brother or sister, bring them along because, you know, it's one thing to talk to the, the or to actually preach to the choir, but it's another thing to preach to the converts or potential converts as the church lingo goes. So uh, invite people that you think might be interested. Don't invite any crazy people, please. Uh, leave crazy at the door or come by yourself. But give yourself uh, a gift on Father's Day and give a gift to the special man in your life if you really love him, bring him out on Father's Day to a conscious event where you will definitely meet beautiful conscious people there. I know red, blue, oh, everybody's going to be there. Um, looking forward to it. The lecture on Sunday, again, will be dedicated to my good brother, my good friend, Bobby Hemet. So I want you all to come out and uh, give a, you know, a shout-out, let him know that you love him, and, of course, go up to his Bobby Hemet Love Fund and contribute. I think it's now increasing sixteen to 17000 Come on now, we want to bring it to twenty to 25 because this brother is going to need uh, therapy and therapy costs. Uh, he could run through that, that money in a couple of days, uh, maybe a week. So uh, it's going to be maybe, I think, about maybe 20 or 30 days are still left. Uh, the more you put in there, the better it would be for this brother in his recuperation. And with that, I want to thank you once again. Know the Ledge Radio has been doing it, and they are growing. That's the beauty about what you all are doing at Know the Ledge. It's growing. It's a seed that has taken root, but not only taken root, it's got redwood written all over it. It's got the kind of oak, <laughs> the kind of big tree that they're going to say, wow, where did this come from? Well, if you're going to hit three million, I'm saying what you were speaking in, in, in earlier, it will hit a billion. Trust me, easily it will hit a billion because this is going to be the hundredth monkey, as we're talking about the the metaphysical uh, hundredth monkey. It's happening. It's happening. Each one is reaching one. Each one is teaching one. And uh, the torch, I feel very very proud and very happy to say, the torch is remaining lit and it is lighting up whole new areas on the planet, thanks to you brothers and brothers like yourself. With that, I will say to the family, thank you for your kind attention, and uh, I hope to see the place so packed in there that we don't know where to put you all. You all be sitting on each other's shoulders. That's how we want it for, uh, for Sunday. So spread the word. I know there are brothers who have told me that they're coming in from California. Some are flying in from Canada. It will be coming from out of state. We want this to be a national affair. All right? And with that, I'm an old man. I need my rest. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Valentine. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Valentine, for the upgrade. Quite well. Powerful, powerful. Red, are you still there? Yeah, I want to thank everybody who contributed to tonight's program. KT the Arts Degree, Dr. Manhattan, Brother Blue Pill. Um, I want to thank the family for coming out in droves to support the program tonight. 
Shout out to all of y'all. You know what I mean? Love and light to all of y'all. I want to remind the family to go visit our new website, um, theeventcenter.com. Uh, sign the inquiry form if you have any events coming up. If you have any events, I'm talking about book releases, DVD releases, restaurant openings, whatever you are doing, visit the site and we cater to you. Uh, also, kingscounty.bigcartel.com. I have about five or six new designs up there for the T-shirts. It's summertime. It's time to get to King County short sleeve T-shirts, women and men. And we also have for the little ones, um, ocean14corp.com. Uh, KT, you can take it from here. All right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you pretty much said it all, but yeah. Um, www.soionic.com Please check out uh, my site Dealing with the holistic approach to healing Preventative medicine uh, We have tonics We have capsules We have baby formula We have protein powder um, As well as sadiesbabies.com um, For all your cloth diaper needs uh, For your natural uh Wears for your uh, for your baby for the newborn baby for those who got baby showers and children on the way, um, of course Ocean fourteen, uh, uh, Ocean fourteen seven heaven you know check out Blue Pill um, and Greenleaf Herbal Solutions uh, as well for your healing needs from uh, Big Mama Green Pill. <laughs> Sick, that's it. So. With that, I'd like to uh, once again thank. Um, hello. Yeah, KT, on the right side, do you see the uh, songs? I want to end with the AA anthem. Let's give AA some props too. Oh yeah, for sure. What's it? What's it called? AA the AA anthem. Yeah, just press play on that. Okay, got you. All right. Well, yeah. Let me. Uh, we're gonna close tonight once again. Let me thank the the master teacher Phil Valentine. You read. Uh, Dr. Manhattan and everybody for joining us and we will close with our brother A.A. Rashid's monster track A.A. Anthem before, before we go can we get um, Dr. Valentine to give his website one more time and his contact info uh, yeah um, that the website will be UKSNOW dot O-R-G UKS N-O-W dot O-R-G for our next semester beginning July 20th and of course the telephone number to call is 800-847-1291 again 800-847-1291 and that's uh, not only for just dealing with the metaphysics semesters but also for vaccination exemptions and for our Juice Plus as well as health consultations, relationship consultations, and metaphysical consultations. Thanks again, beloved Father. Thank, Thank you. Thank Dr. you. Dr. Manhattan. Yes, sir. Do you have anything that you wanted to leave us with before we go into that song? Because I know that you, you leave us with poetry uh, on the show. <laughs> well, I mean, since you twisted my arm. Well, you were over now for that. I can I can I can pull something out of the out of the head. <clears throat> okay. All right. The ancients here we go. The ancients laid the foundation so the children could finish building. 
with inscriptions on the pillars holding up the ceiling. Then I came with the flames, the enraged child, showing off his crane style, humbled by the masters. Now I know what my task is. Prophetic alchemy, what I scribble, it comes to pass. As illusionary time moves forward, no turning backward. The plan is distractive with religion and our blackness. The end game is material and earthly entrapment. Focused on the chemtrails in Israel like it's real. People talking about Jacob and Ishmael or the mythos of Isis Ra and the god El. The good news is a gospel or the god spell. The chakras of the earth or the dirt where the gods fell. The temples of the west is where the rest of the gods dwell. Spirit is water. I'm just here quenching the dry spell. 44 and best salute. There we go. Um, I, here, I, I do a bomb for myself. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Here we go, there we go. All right, so you want me to go ahead and do that, Red? Yes, sir. And when, that, when the song is over, click on the red button that says in now or in episode. All right? Gotcha. I got you way ahead of you. All right, people. Tell them how the Africans took over the West Taught them how to dress 
cleaning up they mess. Gucci for less, Polo for less, Louis for less. Boosters was best. Charge it to the game, nigga. African Express. Streets is a mess. Well dressed death. Wakes never fake. Snakes kill rats. Cats kill snakes. Church on no string. Crimes on gates. Murders on Marcy. Big homie Coney. Little nigga army. Death is a friend of me. Life is my enemy. Art is the recipe. Come take a trip with me. Lubricate a mystery. Tell them how it feel to be. Mounted on my mystery. Scorpio's a centipede. Death is a friend of me. Life is my enemy. Art is the recipe. Come take a trip with me. Lubricate a mystery. Tell them how it feel to be. Mounted on my mystery. Scorpio's a centipede. Three, five, sevens. Mounds all around us. Seen the shit coming. Oracles around us. Saying what I'm seeing. I'm changing up the scene. Validating queens. Let her know she mean. And she look clean. But guess what she said? Just the other day. If gossiping was Vati, all of y'all is gay. Games never play. Students of the master. Flow, flow faster. I dare you to say this. Hot 97, nigga. Dare you to play this. Bobby's and Valentine's. Booker T and Coleman's. Thick, pretty pilgrims. Pineal movement. Death is a friend of me. Life is my enemy. Art is the recipe. Come take a trip with me. Lubricate a mystery. Tell them how a feel be. Mounted on the mystery. Scorpio's and centipedes. Rolling up the equal. Come and peek the sequel. It's the God Hour. Leaning on his beat. Let's build a tower. The real Kush is African. The Reggie for them cowards.